episode two of season two of Mark Out of Ten, the wrestling podcast where we discuss, argue, and grade parts of the wrestling business so you don't have to, where opinions mean everything and nothing at the same time. Last week we talked about the best, it's now time for the rest, discussing the worst and overrated finishing moves in all of wrestling. First up, I'm your bonnie host with a side of tartan flare shields, and my friend and co-host, the man who women want to be with and men want to DDT, the wrestling genius who uses his head with no sign of defecation anywhere, the housewife's favourite heel, Hoxie. How we doing, Hoxie? <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting that. Um, that was hot off the press. That is, that's a that's a deep cut. That's quick. That's did you rewrite that before I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Good shit. Oh, the goodest of shits. We shouldn't laugh though, should we? Fucking no. hell, mate. Oh my god. First before um, we go into before we go into this, because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> absolutely blindsided me. Fuck me. Sorry. Uh, yeah. They do get better every week. You've said it yourself. <laughs> Oh, how are we doing? How's your week been? Uh, it's. Do you know what, mate? It's been. Re- it's been really good. It, do you know what we we did um, record quite late, didn't we, in the week last week? Yeah. So it it feels like really quick between episodes. It doesn't feel like a week or whatever it is. Nearly a week. It feels like yeah. it's been a couple of days. Uh, this week's been busy. IRL stuff, like really busy. Just life and what whatnot. Um, but it's been good. It's been quick. Looking forward to the weekend, and I've been looking forward to uh, chatting shit about wrestling with you. So can't complain. What about yourself, mate? What, what are you yeah. saying, fam? What are you saying? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's been a busy old week. I've um, been doing. Obviously, I've had work, but I've been doing sort of bits and pieces on the side related to other business ventures I'm going into. Um, so it's more shall be revealed in due course. Get involved. Um, Indeed, yes. And uh, we're using a new recording platform, chat. So, uh, chat, I'm sorry, there's a streamer in me. <coughs> streamer mode. Um, yeah, no, streamer mode activated. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Give me a follow. Um, also on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so last week we noticed that there was a lot of um, Discord distortion. Um, we'll call it that. That's, uh, that seems quite technical. Um, so we've invested in a sort of stream uh, podcasting recording platform. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um Apparently there's loads of AI shit, so they'll be able to do like clips and stuff for us. So we'll wait and see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, apart from that, it's been all right. And I agree with you. It seems like it's such a short time has passed. But let's be honest, Toxie, a lot has happened in those last few days. Uh, a lot has happened in recordings. the last hour, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Um, so usually for those that don't know, we, uh, it's Tucker. My dog's barking in the background, sorry. Um, the, the Market of Ten mascot. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, usually for those that have listened in the past, we go into a news segment and Hoxie, as we've sort of mentioned, there is a lot of news going about. Do you want to venture into this? <laughs> I think we'd be remiss not to, right? Um, <laughs> tell you what we'll do. We will do it sort of semi-official. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what we're going to do is we're going to open up um, X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. So this news broke on on Twitter very, very, very recently. <clears throat> um, so this is at WrestleOps. This is WrestleOps um, Twitter page. I don't want to read out the whole thing. Um, yeah, probably best not to. But 
this is this is from the Wall Street Journal as well. So this isn't like somebody has just heard this on the grapevine or whatever. But a woman who received a payout from WWE boss Vince McMahon has accused McMahon, the company, and a former executive of sex trafficking in a new lawsuit that raises questions about the breadth of an internal company probe conducted by a law firm yes, uh, last year. Um, Janelle Grant, a former WWE employee, uh, said in a lawsuit filed on Thursday that she was abused and sexually exploited by McMahon while he was chief executive. She alleged that McMahon lured her with promises of career advancement and then he allegedly exploited her and trafficked her to other men inside of the company. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's come out. There's a lot of evidence and um, <clears throat> screenshots of messages that mm -hmm. old Vinnie Mac has been um, passing around the gaff um, of some of the stuff that was going on, and it's way too explicit to be talking about. Yeah, it's very here. explicit of nature, yeah, um, absolutely. Massively explicit. Um, this is apparently the, 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 the court record, the, the, the legal record, the, legal, the lawsuit has been like released in full, so there's like 60-odd pages of this lawsuit apparently. Um, and it goes into detail, quite a lot of detail, with some other people named... Um, Johnny Laurinaitis is alleged in there as well and also Brock Lesnar is alleged in there or allegedly alleged in there as well mm -hmm. there is some mad shit going on I like I, I, I what an hour ago I messaged you yep. about this mm -hmm. um, that I've, I first seen it and had a quick look of, of stuff that's going on and it's just insane like it's insane I we all know Vince is a wrong one. <laughs> like we've we've known that for a while, right? Um, it, it, there's a lot of stuff. He's already got himself into trouble with like cover-ups and money and all this sort of stuff. We know this stuff has got is happening. It's allegedly happening. It is happening. Whatever you, whatever. Um, but this is just like a whole nother layer. And to have quote unquote alleged evidence with like obviously messages and screenshots and openly talking about this sort of stuff. Um, and obviously this lady's come forward and gave a lot of evidence about this. And this was recent. Mm -hmm. This was 2021, 2022? 2020 at one point as well. That yeah. was when Brock Lesnar was looking to get re-signed as well. It's, um, yeah. She was, she what, her, she, and what she would do is allegedly part of the deal to get Brock to re-sign mm -hmm. with the WWE. Like, it's just, there's so many layers to this stuff. So many layers, and obviously more will come out in the wash, but there's a lot come out already. It, this is just, I, 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 I haven't even got my head around this yet, if you know, because like I said, it was literally an hour ago, and I'm just yeah. looking in brief of like some of the stuff, some of the stuff what's going on. He, he is a piece of shit. They are a piece of shit, the lot of them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God. I think, I think it's. It's the sort of seedy underbelly to wrestling, right? It's like, you know, you hear all the stories about, like, the ring rats, like, from years gone by, and then you, you just think that he's still in that mentality, where, or, or he was still in that mentality, where that was still an acceptable sort of, sort of practice. And this isn't just WWE. This is a sort of thing that's sort of rife in the business just now. I mean, obviously, we had the... Uh, obviously, the Vince stuff's been going on for like a year and a bit or whatever it is and then more recently it was chris jericho with the kyler a situation it's just mm -hmm. it, it it's it's it leaves a sort of bad taste in your mouth a little bit and there's no pun intended there it's, it's like it's it's just it's just it's just not nice and you know 
unfortunately shit does stick you know that's that's the worst thing and I, I don't know if you noticed as well it this could actually come back to like triple h and steph as well because they were part of the special investigative committee mm-hmm. that were supposed to be looking into the allegations so is it a case of is it a case of a massive cover-up i mean Again, it's all allegedly, you know, and um, it'll all come out in the wash, but it doesn't look good. And you know, Steph, Steph left, didn't she, when he came back? Yeah. Very quickly. Yep. Very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like reading between the lines or what you mean, whatever. That's not like sort of the point that I'm trying to make, but there's got to be something to that as well. They went through that process. They done what they needed to do. And then he went away and then he came back and she was like, I'm done. I'm out. Like you've got to, you've got to sort of look at that as a bit of a moment in time, haven't you? Really? Like yeah. she's obviously stuck with him. Like you know what I mean? All the way, all the way through. But at the end of the day, like if she knows so the, what actually yeah. is happening and what's going on, it's not the best thing, right? So in the lawsuit itself, so this is a direct quote from the lawsuit. Um, Investigating the alleged misconduct and appointing Stephanie McMahon as an interim CEO and interim chairwoman. In this capacity, Ms McMahon publicly affirmed her commitment to doing everything in her power to help the special committee complete its work and to implement its findings. She also declared the importance of a safe and collaborative workplace. Notwithstanding this public statement, the investigation was a sham. In November 2022, WWE touted the uh, the conclusion of the special committee investigation into the misconduct. Yet the special committee never even bothered to interview the person. Her, her name's out there anyway, but it's Ms. Grant, or request any documents, despite Ms. Grant stating that she would cooperate. So th- this is a, this is the official lawsuit that's getting brought forward just now. And the fact is that this the, the victim, the, the alleged victim, is was never interviewed at any point. And she was, I want to make that very clear, she was one of the people that was paid off by Vince. So, you know, it's like, her name was known. She was part, She should have been part of the overall investigation. So it just goes to show, was there any significant investigation into it? We'll never know. You know, it's something that we will never get to the bottom yeah. of. But um, yeah. it's a very, very, it's just not very nice, right? It's a, and that's that's an understatement, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> when you, because I don't want to, I don't want to read any of the messages or anything at no. all. Like, I don't want to go anywhere near that on here. Um but if you sort of not like seek them out, but if you if you come across this, it's public knowledge. It's out there. You, you know what I mean? It's absolutely it, it's in the public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, what is being alleged and what is being said on those messages is just it's just it's like a, a abusive, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. So um, him and whoever's involved. If if it all comes out and it is true, obviously at this moment it is alleged, but there's a lot there. There's no smoke without fire in a lot of these cases. Yeah. Um, if what's going on has gone on, like throw the book at him, throw the fucking book at him. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just mad, like how 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 he's been able to get away with it for so long. You you know why? Because he's in this ultimate position of power. Yeah. He thinks he is. He, he has been for such a long time. He, he thinks he's invincible. It's um, it catches up with a man, and he's what nearly eighty now. Like this kind of, he's, he's you know he's already in bad health. He already looks in a bad way. Like no wonder, no wonder. So he, this could fucking finish him off. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, exactly. It's it's a whole new level to this. Like 
paying somebody off back in from what happened back in the eighties for some stuff that might or might not have happened or whatever, and just all all this stuff, whatever. But this is like full on, full on, full on stuff, and, and yeah, it needs to. So what do what do you think T what do you think TKO are thinking just now? They're though? just gonna just kick him kick him to the curb. They don't want anything to do. They won't want anything to do with this. Um, they probably knew this was coming. So it's potentially why they got the Rock's name all all involved in what's happening. PR a bit piece. of like good PR and a bit of good publicity. Potentially, I don't know. Um, this won't this won't have obviously blindsided them today. You know what I mean? They would have known what was going on. So um, it's just if they obviously if they know what's they they're, they're clever enough. They're shrewd enough to know to know the situation here. They'll just. I'll just boot him down the boot him down the line, basically. Um, yeah. It. I know he he got in that position where he he could have his shares and all that sort of stuff. Like he'll default on that now because of because of the legal ramifications yep. of what's going on. So he won't be able to do that. Um, so did they know it was coming then? Did they? You know what I mean? There's there's lots and lots and lots of layers to this. This is like some like some mad corporate shit, like Wolf of Wall Street stuff. You know what I mean? Potentially, but. At the end of the day, the, the, the bottom line is that they will have nothing to do with him. TKO will carry on as long as it doesn't start. It, it will sort of affect business to a certain degree, but it won't because it's not his name anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think they, they'll, they'll, they'll just drop, drop him out and and try and save face and, and move along with it. Um, there's what there's there's bigger things that have happened. Um, to businesses and they've carried on if you know what I mean and and they've, I think they've put themselves in a good position by buying them out and becoming the the quote unquote owners or whatever then they they can they're in more control of the situation aren't they 100% yeah it's uh, nasty nasty underbelly of wrestling the business we, we love um, it's, mm-hmm. it's not nice um, but as we said, there, there's a lot of big news that's happened, so we had to, we had to mention that because it was such a such a massive one, like say breaking in the last hour or so. Um, but let's More move on. To that. There'll be a lot will come out over the next few days yeah. and the next week or whatever. So if we, I'm pretty sure we'll pick this back up if anything juicy comes out. So hundred yeah. percent. That's what it's all about. So yeah, we're more than just a, a rating things out of um, out of ten, guys. We're, we're we 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 love wrestling. We love we keep our fingers on the pulse of the wrestling business. Um, so I'd like to say so. Let, let's go into some more positive news. Um, probably before this sort of breaking news in the last hour or so, I would say the other sort of breaking news in terms of wrestling again, it's WWE related, is the WWE deal with Netflix, um, and. The fact that WWE Raw, who has been what's been on TV for thirty one years, thirty two years, something like that, is now going to be shown exclusively on Netflix from next year in twenty twenty five. That's massive, huge. huge, 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 huge. I've been talking about this for a long time. Like every time the conversation comes up about different networks and oh, ESPN going to get it or CBS or what, all this bullshit, like. It's a sleeping giant. It's wait either Amazon or Netflix waiting yeah. to take this on board. Is obviously you, 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 you know Amazon very well. Um, the way that the way that they could work this is amazing, and Netflix have have got involved and got there first. Basically, um, I saw some like stats and figures and stuff the other day about um, like households, quote unquote households or, or subscribers mm-hmm. in America. Um, they've got ten million more than any other network 
like in terms wow. of like like in terms of households it's like 80 million or something 80 million subscribers to netflix and the 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 next one like in terms of a tv network is like 70 or 69 million or something yeah. so they've got 10 10 million more households netflix is in and then obviously it's it's worldwide um like it, you don't have to have a syndication anymore obviously there's mm-hmm. different there's different netflixes like obviously netflix europe or uk whatever but it's still netflix um the amount of devices like whether it's laptops whether it's ipads whether it's phones whether it's fucking out you know like yeah tvs gaming consoles like pcs whatever everywhere that you can get access to the internet will give you access to a wwe product um i i i heard that it was a third more than what they got from their last tv deal and their last tv deal was was it six billion dollars I think so, yeah. But I think what so the the figure I heard was five billion dollars, but it's over ten years. So it's a ten year deal they've done with Netflix. Okay, uh, that, I, that's I, that's the okay. number I heard. I, I don't know, but you know, it, it's a benefit to everyone because WWE is like it may even be less than that, but the money they'll be saving on the sort of the infrastructure of maintaining the WWE network is huge because that, that is, that is the massive outlay. So when you've got, you've got things like Twitch and you've got like the WWE network, et cetera, it's the maintenance of that to keep it like viable. That, that, that's the massive outlay, right? So straight away, they're going to make an absolute fortune in saving there because it's going to a company that's already got that infrastructure in place. It's already been paid for essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think Netflix is going to win because I think the bot. I think it was seventeen and a half million viewers each week in the US across like all WWE sort of programming, and it's like a billion followers across all different social media platforms. So let's say even, you know, a small portion of that one billion followers of all WWE like social media followers goes over to Netflix. It's a win for Netflix. You know, it's yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's- a billion a month. Oh, well, you know, whatever, whatever. You know yeah. what I mean, even if even if it's ten percent of those people, a hundred million people go to go to Netflix. A hundred million so, people times ten. It's <laughs> times crazy, 12. right? <laughs> it's um, fucking insane. So it's basically, insane. so the deal apparently is going to be all all weekly WWE shows and live events, which is going to be really cool if the live events are going to be shown. Wow. Okay. Um, and and they also said that it's going to include pay per view specials like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, so all the PLEs essentially. But what has been asked, and I, I don't think it's been clarified yet. Excuse me, is um, we don't know if the pay per view events are going to be included as part of a standard subscription. So we don't know if you need to pay a little bit extra to get the the PLEs or not. So yeah. that needs still needs to be confirmed. But is even the so, WWE network going to be running this alongside this, or are they going to stop the WWE network and just port it all across to Netflix? I, I've read that it's it's going to it, they're cutting it basically from twenty twenty five is going to be shut yeah. down, and all their sort of their previous stuff is going to go on to Netflix as well. So all your wow. sort of historical stuff. So That's insane. I mean, and I suppose that makes sense to why they're getting The Rock involved as well. You know, The yeah. Rock is more sort of the entertainment side of it now. He's, like, signed deals for, like, specific movies that are, like, dedicated to, like, a Netflix or an Amazon or whatever. So he understands that side of the business potentially better than some of the WWE people. So it's a natural fit for their next progression. I just think it's 
it's an amazing deal for everybody. You know, I think it's going to be a really cool thing to do because Netflix, even though some of their programming is terrible, you know, it's a uh, Netflix owned <laughs> stuff can be crap. Yeah. Their infrastructure is there. It's very easy to, to use. It's very intuitive. And I think that's the issue that the network had. It wasn't very intuitive. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited about it. It's going to be really strange not having like raw on TV. You know, I think yeah. Monday Night Raw is um, it's a staple to everybody who's grew up around wrestling, right? Sky it's, Sports, basically, for yeah. a long time. I don't know, obviously, it went across to BT Sport recently, but that Sky Sports logo in the top corner of the fucking Raw, it's like the thing, wasn't it? Or the Sky Sports box office logo yeah. in the top. It's like, yeah, for most of us, we sort of grew up on that, didn't we? That's crazy. It's just, yeah. it's clever. Very clever, very shrewd. Massive business for both people. Way more eyes on the product for WWE. Way more money for Netflix. It's fucking win-win, right? It's a win-win. It's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be interesting as well to see, um, are we able to do watch-alongs with it? Uh, are they going to sort of um, relax that type of thing? Uh, who knows? We might set up a Patreon and we can do actual watch-alongs. Watch-alongs as we you know, go. Who, yeah. who knows, Hoxley? Who knows? What's good for WWE is going to be good for a market of 10 as well. That's exactly. um, exactly. always good. Um, so, yeah, that's the other bit of big news. And I think we've always got to touch on the rumor mill of wrestling as well, right? And, you know, Hoxie and I, we, we look on Twitter, we we follow a lot of the different sort of dirt sheets on, on Twitter and on the internet, etc. And there has been a few um, rumors in terms of matches that are upcoming um, that, we we actually talked about before the rumors went on the internet. So you know, we I would say we are ground zero for are, some of the rumors that we. Yeah, patient X, ground zero, trendsetters, whatever you want to call us, kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. It's probably the easiest, easiest way to describe it, right? That'd be our tag team name, many, right? the trendsetters. The trend. <laughs> we have many leather-bound books written about us. Lots of letters after our name. Really long email signatures. The lot. Big deal. Our tag team finisher would be called the retweet. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as I say, there's some rumors that we've we've seen on Twitter. Um, I'm going to touch on this one. We, we spoke a lot about it last week. Um, the one that I saw and I messaged you, and I, I believe the the the, f- the phrase I got back was "fuck off, no chance." <laughs> um, was I mentioned Okada, and I believe he would go to NXT first and. The rumor that I saw online was that the people really close to Triple H is that Okada is really close to signing to WWE, and he is starting in NXT. Um, as I say, that's the sort of gut feeling that I had. It was he, he would go to NXT, learn a bit more of the sort of US style, um, the WWE US style. I'm sorry, and that would actually allow NXT to remain have some sort of star power, which allows the now, I'm not saying that they're on the same level of star power here, Braun Breaker and, 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 and that. It's just, you know, Kada is a star, but it, it allows the transition a bit easier for, like, a, a Braun Breaker to go up to the main um, the main roster and vice versa. Okada won't be in NXT for long, if it, if it is true, um, in my opinion. But, you know, I think it's a great sort of transition piece for him. Um, but, yeah, what, what thoughts, Hoxie? I... I <laughs> I'd sent you a, a reply back quite quickly um, saying, fuck off. But <laughs> also um, a reply from like another more reputable um, uh, online wrestling um, publish, publication saying, 
don't believe what you're reading about Akada and WWE and NXT and stuff. So it's this is we said last week, didn't we? This is like the cool bit. This like we I just don't know. I was speaking when we were speaking the other day. I was it's it's like sort of attitude era. WCW, mm-hmm. WWF kind of stuff again. It's like, oh, who's gonna, who's gonna go where, and who's gonna cross the line or whatever. It's like, it's so cool. I love it. Um, if Okada wrestles a match, wrestles his first match in NXT, um, I will do something. I'm not sure what it is. Um, it won't involve any sort of obscene nudity or anything like that, but I. We, we will. There will be a forfeit for 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 Hawks Seven. Right, um, I tell you what, that right? Will happen. If Okada wrestles, Okada wrestles his first match in NXT, you'll do a forfeit. And if he do doesn't wrestle his first match in WWE in NXT, I'll do a forfeit. How about there that? Go. There we go. And I've got an idea of what it could be. Now, I, as you can tell, I'm Scottish. <laughs> the stakes are high. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm Scottish, right? And I what? am. I mean, yeah. You, you know. fucking hide that well, mate. Jesus Christ. What it's the called hell? enunciation. Uh, um, but yeah, so <laughs> I am an avid Rangers fan. Does not wrestle his first WWE um, match in NXT. Our first camera mark out of 10, I'll wear a Celtic top. I'm going to have to wear a Newcastle shirt, aren't I? Yep. Yeah. Deal? <laughs> Yep. Deal. Yep. There we okay. go. You heard it here, guys. You heard it here. The stakes are very high with this. I'm a Sunderland fan. I'm a Mako. My life is red and white. There is no chance I can put a fucking black and white shirt on. <laughs> Okada, if you fuck me over on this, I will never be your fan again. <laughs> Triple H, I'm going to shit in your head if you <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so that's the Okada piece. Um, that... <laughs> <laughs> it's a new definition for oh, good shit, right? It really fucking um, is. Oh. So yeah, so Okada, so we've we've touched upon that. But again, other things that um we've seen online is another proposed match is Gunther versus Gunther versus Seth. Uh, I mentioned that last week, I think we both did. Mm. Fucking take my money. I think that'll be an amazing match if that happens. Yep. Yep. It'll be absolutely insane. I kinda and don't want it though. Because I know what really? I want. Yeah, like, if it yeah. happens, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But I kind of don't want that. That's, we, do you know what we were saying, like, we were saying last week, d- depending on what what happens is, like, where the puzzle pieces will fit. Yeah. I think the fact that this has been, sp- been speaking, been spoken about or being spoke about is the fact that it's going to be the Rock and Reigns. Yeah. So whatever plans Cody and Punk had, um, have been changed now because yep. it is definitely going to be Rock and Reigns. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that sort of lends it to me. So Rock and Reigns, is, I think, is confirmed with these matches. If if these rumors are true, because it's Gunther versus Seth, and it's also Punk versus Cody, right? So that that would indicate that it's Rock versus Reigns is sort of confirmed, right? Um, and, and you know that's fine. It, it's it's a great sort of. Is it a final end to like head of the table tribal chief type thing? It's probably not the end of the tribal chief, but it's like it's probably the the final nail in the coffin of that particular long term storyteller, which has been cool, right? I've I've really enjoyed it. But with Punk versus Cody, this is it. Now you know my thoughts on Cody. I know your thoughts on Cody, right? Does this mean that 
is Cody destined to never win it, right? If you just think about it, if we talk about the big promotions, right? He won, he won ROA, uh, the Ring of Honor world title, but, yeah, you know, he didn't win his uh, world title shot in TNA and uh, Impact Wrestling. He didn't win it in AEW. D- I think they've taken, honestly, and I've said this, and all joking aside, don't my opinions the Cody's matter. I don't see him winning it in WWE. And if he did, do you think, in my opinion, there's been too much time's passed and will anybody actually care if he wins it? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, and we've had this discussion on air and off air. Mm-hmm. I think it's a year too late, like from now. It's like, if they go another year, people are just going to be, I, I, I don't care. You know, it's like, they can't keep on going on with this. Oh, I've got to finish the story. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I how, think how if, long's the fucking story? Exactly. You know what I mean? And Fucking Moby Dick. Like you know, I, I've got my strong feelings about Cody Rhodes. I, I, I don't think he is the 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 beyond end. I don't think he's champ, the the top top guy. That in my opinion, right and rightly or wrongly, but you know, if he had won it last year, I would have said, "Do I know something?" Yeah, cool, fair enough. That that, that makes mm-hmm. sense in terms of storytelling, mm-hmm. right? And they should have pulled the trigger, but they didn't. And I just think right now, I don't care. In a year's time, it's going to be even worse. And I think you're sort of diehard Cody fans, like yourself. I think, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think by that time, this time next year, for you, if he hasn't won it, the bloom I think will you'll be, be pissed off. The, the bloom will be off the rose if this WrestleMania isn't like something good. Um, it, in order for this to pay off, he has to win it at Mania, basically. Yeah. Um, it, it it isn't, and it, and it's by the looks of, like so. The, the only way they're going to be able to work it is if they do like if they have a a, a match like two matches on each night. It's it's the only way they're going to be able to do it because it looks like it's going to be set for because it's been fucking Punk and Rollins since he come back. Mm-hmm. It's been that's the trajectory they went. Yeah, and now last night last night. Monday night or whatever, you've got fucking Gunther in there with Rollins having a bit of shit, and then you've got Cody and Punk getting face to face. It's like, whoa, okay, you can see what's going to happen here. Like, you, they've been on this, they've been on this ideal trajectory for all this stuff, and then what? When's Mania? It's fucking sixth of April, seventh of April. So, uh, fucking hell, whatever, seven weeks away, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, um, like. They thought, shit, we need to do something now. Because The Rock probably turned around on Sunday and went, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the board now, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's make some money. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's literally <laughs> what, it, that's what it boils down to. That literally what it looks like has happened straight away. You've, you've gone from these are the plans to plans change, pal, um, and let's just weave this, weave this around a little bit. And I... I I don't want. I want Rollins and Punk to have a match because I think it'll be brilliant. Um, I messaged you yesterday. Cody and Punk is the the biggest match in AEW history, um, <laughs> which is true. Um, oh, and it's it's at Mania, uh, which is hilarious. And it's gonna be it's gonna be Punk and Reigns, right? Um, at, at, at Rock and Reigns. So, like, I mean, as a as a, a WrestleMania goes, like that's pretty sick. But it's not necessarily the way that I would have wanted it, and. It, 
the, the, they had the opportunity, and I've said this, I'll say this mm-hmm. again, to the fucking cows come home. They could have made Cody Rhodes the guy at WrestleMania 39. Yep. Um, instead, they didn't. He's just one of, like, he's a guy, not the guy. Yeah. Um, and I agree with what you're saying. If they don't do anything this year and they'll push it to next year, it'll just be... It's like, realistically, with the, with the names like they've got, you know, in terms of Punk and Cody, Gunter and Steph, uh, Steph, <laughs> I fucking right, and Seth, um, it's like they can't even split it in terms of having a storyline where it's going to be Punk and Cody night one, Rock and Reigns night one, and then it goes on to night two, where it's going to be Cody and Reigns night two. It, it just doesn't fit. Because can you imagine The Rock, for all the best well in the world, and The Rock likes the bit that loves the business, he's not going to play understudy to that. He's He's not going to... I don't believe he'll want that. He'll want the marquee match on the second night, right? It's because for best will in the world, right? You say night one and night two of WrestleMania. You don't want to be main event on night one, right? That's essentially the mid card of like <laughs> WrestleMania. You know, like, you want to be, you want to go off the air, yeah, yeah. You want you to know, be and match at Mania, yeah. I, I just. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. Obviously, this this is all rumors that we've seen online. Mm-hmm. Um, we we'll wait and see. It's going to be really, really interesting. Could it be um, a swerve? Could it be a curveball? You know, WWE like a swerve, bro. So it, it could be one of them. We don't know, but it's uh, it's interesting, really interesting. What about a six man elimination chamber at WrestleMania? Punk versus Cody versus Gunter versus Seth versus Rock versus Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Book it. I don't see Brock coming back um, with what's just happened today. So. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the the rumble. I, I still reckon it'll be a surprise entrance in the rubble, rumble, but well, that's what I thought before today. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, <laughs> interesting, right? Absolutely, and I, I think that sort of sums up the the news that's happened over the last well, it's not even a full week yet since we last spoke, Coxie. No. Um, so this goes out to everybody here listening. Um, if you have your own opinions on what's happening in the WWE saga at the moment. Make sure you email us wrestlemark10 at gmail.com or you can tweet us at mark underscore out of 10. Thank you to everybody that commented on our YouTube channel as well. Last week's episode, it was that's probably our biggest episode on YouTube, I think it is. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, comment in there, let us know what you think in terms of the news. If you hear anything in the grapevine in terms of wrestling that you want us to discuss in the next episode, again, email us or tweet us as well. Um, yeah, I think that's the news. So we are now going to go on to why you're all here. The reason everybody tunes into Market of 10 is to listen to the list that me and Hoxie formulate of a particular thing in wrestling. Last week, we talked about our top 10 finishers, which were very, very similar, Hoxie, um, throughout all of wrestling. Very similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we thought it was only prudent to do our top 10 worst finishers overrated finishers just that sort of collective so the, the the other side of the coin the the other end of the stick and any other cliche that you can think of so yes top 10 worst finishers in wrestling um and i'm going to be honest with you i found this really really interesting i think i've got 10 joint firsts to be perfectly honest I, I, order doesn't really make a blind bit of difference here but I, I tried really hard um and it's just what just moves i just think look either shit or just they're not believable in terms of a being a finisher maneuver, finishing maneuver um, what about you Hoxie your thoughts um, this was 
Um, I've I've struggled to get eleven. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't got an honourable mention as of yet. <laughs> um, I've really struggled to get because it it's like I don't want. This is going to sound really weird. Like for me, I don't want like the low hanging fruit. If you know what I mean, I want it to be like my list. I don't want it to be like what people might think should be on this list. I want it to be yeah. my list because there, there'll be moves that people will be like, oh, straight away, that's on there. Um, I, I, yeah, I just, I, it, yeah, it's, it's, this is, I say it every fucking week, but this has been for very, for a very different reason. <laughs> it's been a very, for a very different reason. Um, I'm going to have to get this one on a fucking t-shirt. I'm sure of it. Um, this has been the hardest list for me to do because I, I just haven't, I haven't been able to like, I've, yeah, I've got 10 on there that I, that I, actually really do hate do you know what i've just thought of my honorable mention i'm intrigued i just thought of my honorable mention um sorry guys there we go this is a peek behind the curtain <laughs> uh that's <laughs> hilarious because i've just thought of somebody another wrestler who I, who I really hate um uh there we go honorable mention cool uh, yeah, done. Piece of piss, this list. Yeah, easiest one I've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, though. And there, there's some absolute shitters on here as well. And it's not all WWE stuff. There's a bit of a mixture of, of bits and bobs in there. But, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yucky, yucky. Can't wait. Can't wait to get into it. <laughs> okay, well, let's get started then. I believe yeah. I went first last week, so I think it's you, Hoxie. You can go first this week. Okay, my number 10 this week... Um, for the worst finishes is the camel clutch. Um, it, this could protect this, this is this week's shaky moment. <laughs> like, um, but I don't like the camel clutch as a move is like, it's, it is, it's legit. It fucking hurts. I've been putting it before and it does suck when you get, when it gets fucking put on properly, but I don't like the camel clutch now for what it's become. And it's almost become like, racist <laughs> like um I, I know that's like it's really weird to say um but like anybody who is like some sort of like indian or asian or arabic like fucking background or whatever needs to be given the camel clutch like it's just it's ridiculous i i just i i hate what it's become it was like a legit finish and now it's like oh Working well, out, shake something or other, or give him the camel clutch. Oh, he, he's not from here. He's from fucking Bulgaria. Give give him the a camel clutch variant, and it's just like oh, and I just don't like it. I don't like the move. I I, I think it's it's got go away heat with me in terms of like an actual wrestling move, if you know what I mean. Um, and I just don't like it for what it's become. Anybody who is, it's a bit like like the Japanese guys having to do a mist, like do, do the fucking yeah, yeah. mist. You know what I mean? It's just. It's fucking really racist. <laughs> it's, it's just the bottom line for me. Um, yeah, camel clutch number 10. Don't like it. Go away. It's, a, it's interesting. It's like, I, I sort of agree with you. Modern day wrestling, it is sort of, it is the sort of the Asian wrestler. It's like the, like the Iron Sheiks or the, um, what's his face? Um, oh my God. Just wrestled Seth recently. Um, Nakamura? No, no, no. Um, oh my god. Um, peek behind the curtain here. Just give me a sound. I need to Google. What's his fucking 
Who the fuck just... He, he literally just got a WWE title shot. Oh, uh, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, yeah. He used it for a while. Yes. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah. you know, yeah, I agree with you there. When do you think that started happening? Because obviously Scott Steiner used it, right? He used the Steiner recliner. Steiner which was recliner, clutch, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so when do you think that transition happened? Because it was... I think it's different with Scott Steiner because he's an absolute fucking beast. He's an absolute yeah. unit, right? And it looks like he will try and rip your fucking head off when he's when you when he's in the Steiner recliner. It's just when do you think that transition happened to like just being a racist wrestling? Move? I, I think it's it's because it's got the word camel in it. <laughs> like, I, I just I can't I can I can I can I can picture I can picture it. In Vince McMahon's head, I can picture his little mind's eye just like it's it, it's got a camel in it. It's from Arabia. Give it to the Arabian guy. Like I can lit that. I can imagine that being a verbatim quote from Good Vince shit. McMahon. Like legit, legit. So oh. it's it's um I I I don't know. I just it, it it's just one of those things. I mean, like I mean. Yeah, it's all it is is just like a variation of a fucking rear chin lock, isn't it? Basically, yeah. that, that's that's all it is. Um, and I know um, Guerrero's dad or Guerrero's uncle, one of them, um, he used it for a while, and I, I I think it might have even been used before that, before Shaky Baby used it. I'm sure, it, and it was, oh, is it Gory Guerrero? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he used it, but yeah, I just think it's because it's synonymous with the like with the Iron Shake, um, and obviously it was a big part of the WWF. Mm-hmm. Vince's Vince's name, and yeah, I just think because it's got that, it just it's just massively racist. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can explain. Legit. <laughs> I love you, man. That's so um, good. That's I, not, I I don't think like you know, I mean, I'm not saying fucking hell. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. I, I can, oh, you look at what's his name? Oh, fuck me! The guys who came in and they had to stop. Um, they, they had the feud with Hulk Hogan and stuff. At Mania, that Muhammad Hassan. Muhammad Hassan. He had it. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's yeah. It's synonymous yeah. with that I sort of area of the world, right? Like it. I don't like it. I don't like the camel clutch. I just think it's really bad. Fair For enough. that reason, it, it went on my list because it's it's just yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, excellent. So th- this is a different one because it's not in my list at all. Which is um, uh, there we go. It's a difference already. There we um, go. Okay, so my number. <laughs> We've 10. got nine more to go though. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. My number ten is the WMD, which is the Big Show's knockout punch. It just for a you would expect for a legitimate giant, seven foot two, five hundred pounds. Whenever he hits you, it should look like he's he has knocked you out. However, with the big show, it looked like the most limp-wristed, weak-ass punch I've ever seen in my life. It's, there's just no believability in that particular punch. It's. I think this comes down to, we, we did a podcast about the most overrated wrestlers, right? And um, big show was on it, and we talked about how sort of lazy he was. I think this is this is the sort of 
lazy cherry on the cake that is Big Show. You know, it's, it is one of the laziest finishers that he could do. He, he could do anything in terms of <laughs> picking up any other big motherfucker in the ring, throw them about like a ragdoll, but he throws a right hand that looks like shit. So for me, that's why it's on my list. It just, it, it's that believability feature. Um, it's, it's just, you know, you see people punching, you know, like Taker was had a really good strike. Jerry Lawler could strike, you know, and one of the greatest punches in the history of wrestling, Jerry Lawler. Exactly. Yeah. And then you watch that weapon of mass destruction bullshit. It's awful. So yeah. <laughs> the, the big show punch for me is in man number ten. Do you know what, mate? Um I didn't that didn't even cross my mind. Mm. But now you've brought it to my attention. Yes. Just like all of the yes, yeah, um, <laughs> shit, just dog Terrible. shit. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to punch someone. Okay, boring, shit. Yeah, the thing yeah, is, though, right, it should that. work. It should work as a finisher for him, right? Because he is a legitimate fucking big guy, right? You know, there, there's no getting around that. He used to be you a know, boxer, didn't he? He was a yeah. he was a boxer back in the day, right? Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, mm. but. <laughs> throw the hand, you know, just fucking throw it. Don't. It's like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it, just it just looks terrible. And yeah, it's, it's just fucking terrible. Yeah, so that's my number <laughs> 10. Weapon of Mass Destruction, WMD, The Big Show, Knockout Punch. Fuck off, Big yeah. Show. Um, yeah. My number nine um, is, it's it's called The Starship Pain. It's from John Morrison, and it's the split-legged corkscrew result. <gasps> now, that in itself, the move, looks cool as shit. His version... I think out of the hundreds that we've seen him hit, he's maybe hit three properly. <laughs> okay. You know, there is okay. like, okay, okay. You know, wh when you want a finishing maneuver, right, you want it to be impactful to believe that the person cannot kick out at three, you know? And for me, 97% of those fucking Starship pains did not connect and should never have been a three count, you know? So. <laughs> That that that's my justification for it. it. It looks cool as shit, right? The athleticism for that, like, if I I can't even fucking jump to the top rope. Never mind fucking do a fucking twisty <laughs> somersault after it. It's like there's no shot. My legs would explode, right? So I cannot comprehend the athleticism required. But if you're going to use it as a finisher, fucking hit the move. Don't miss. You know. It, so I, I I don't. Obviously, I'm not a wrestler. So this is to you. Why, when they miss, whose error is that? Is it the person that's hitting the move or is it the person that's getting the move hit on them? Is it their positioning wrong? It, it, I don't it, know. It can, it can just be, it can be one or the other or a mixture of both, mate. Like it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's like one person's fault. Um, right. it, it, it's plain to see when it's one person's fault, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but like if he doesn't, if he doesn't sort of rotate enough, it's on him. If the guy's too far away or too close, then it's then it's on him. Yep. Um, and it, obviously, if it's a mixture of both, it's on both of you, basically. So it's it, it's it's that's a hard question to answer because there's okay. there's there's lots of vari variables in that. Um, but I'm looking like as you're as you're talking, I've I've got like a little bit of a compilation of the Starship pains up, and from mm -hmm. 2009 to 2011, I'm a minute and a half through it, and he's probably hit three good ones out of about 20 <laughs> so i'm um, i can a hundred percent he's just done a good one on kane there 
Um, I think a lot of the times he misses. Kane's them. like seven foot. He can't fucking miss him. <laughs> it's like you a know lot what of I mean? the ones that he's missing, are the guys are too close to the corner. Um, so the it, it's yeah. It, um, sometimes he lands on their side, and sometimes they're too close to him. The ones when they're a little bit further away are really good. He just hit a good one on Jericho. Looked like he fucking killed him. So and a good one on. And I got one on Punk as well, so yeah. Okay. Thing, thing, thing I got yeah. with John Morrison, it, a lot of it was like style over substance. It looks cool as shit, but it does nothing for believability for me. You know, and it's all about you know, it's a, a suspended like you know the disbelief type thing. It's like yeah. you, you've, and for me, he just didn't do that consistently enough. And yeah, that's why it's probably yeah. So it's, it's not my favorite finisher at all. So yeah, Starship Pain Man Number Nine, Hoxie. Cool. Like, Over to you. Well, I was shocked when you first said it, but now I've heard your justification. I can kind of buy into what you're saying. But it's a cool fucking move. Yeah, it's absolutely, hundred percent. When done right, so yeah, I can, I can get, I get, I get behind what you're saying. Okay. Um, my number nine, um, straight in, no messing, is the Cobra by Santino Morella. Um, I like wrestling because I like the sport of wrestling. Um, I know wrestling is like the circus. There's the trapeze act, there's the lion tamer, there's the clown, there's all this sort of stuff. But the fucking Cobra by Santina Morella, when it was a bit, when it was big, when it was whatever it was, 10 years ago, whatever, oh, I'm going to sound like a cool kid now, mate. It gives me the ick. It gives me the ick now, thinking about it and talking about it. It's just shit. Shit, 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 shit. Um, I don't know if you can tell. I won't sit on the fence any longer, but <laughs> I fucking hate this move so much. Yep. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh! The, the, when he started getting the snake, the actual snake fucking, like, sock puppet thing out to put on his hand before he would do it, and just just shit, and the way people had yep. to sell there for a fucking three count for this... What a manoeuvre! Um, it's just shit. I, I can't really add any much more than that. This is going to be a really quick one for me. It's just shit. Shit, horrible it, human dog shit. It, it's on my it's on my list later. Um, yeah, so I, I'll go through that. That's absolutely fine. It's interesting talking about I, again. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here, right? Uh-huh. You talked about the snake sock going on. Why no. is no 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 no? I know exactly no no. What you know you know where I'm going yeah, to go, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I I I agree with you, right? Because it is on my list, and it's much higher on my list of fucking terrible finishers, right? The, the yeah. Cobra is on there. Where and this is for people that maybe not that they don't watch a lot of wrestling. Why is that different? And why is that human dog shit, right? Compared to Mister Socko from Mick Foley. So the the Cobra is basically I, I'm I'm doing it now. God, if this was getting filmed, I look like an absolute <laughs> knobhead. Um, all it is is like you're pecking your fingers into someone's yep. face. It's like a shit punch with your fingertips. It's dreadful. The mandible claw, which is what mm-hmm. Mick Foley, Mankind, whoever does when he gets the soccer on, the mandible claw is a legit nerve hold. Yep. Like, it's a shoot hold. Getting pecked by someone's fucking fingers in and around the area of the chin, neck, and chest is bullshit. Um, if you if you if you was to like put the sock on and like lay somebody out, like hit someone with a fucking lariat or so or somewhere, it'd be like, oh okay, you know what I mean? Like the the fucking the cobra, like yeah. 
or a whatever of version of the cobra clutch or some bullshit like that whatever i don't know it might be different because it's like a legit hold um the mandible claw the the, the soco is just it's it's a it's a shoot hold yep. with theatrics basically um which is what most wrestling moves are anyway and what, mm-hmm. what wrestling finishes are so the, the difference is the actual substance of it there's still style there there's still sizzle um, first one of season two people there you go, first there one you of season go. Two. <laughs> so yeah um Oh, just human dog shit. The the, the cobra, and the way he used to shout it, just it just shit. Hated yep. it. Yeah, not for what me. What I will say, and I was going to say this later on anyway, it's like as a comedic character, Santino Morello is probably one of my favourites of all time. You know, in terms of comedic character, I'm not talking about like impact and wrestling and stuff, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you know, something that you're like you would laugh at him because you know he, he's he's got the comedic timing, which is really really cool. Yeah. I, and I will, we'll talk about it when I come to the Cobra and mine because it's coming up, um, so that's fine. Um, I, and the reason I was asking about Mister Sokko and that is, I've used my journalistic integrity there and just trying to get that from you, Hoxie. I agree with you one hundred percent. Okay, okay. Crack so Hoxie's is number nine is the Cobra from Santino Marella, and um, you're number eight, Hoxie. Uh, my number eight is uh, a move made famous by one of the biggest motherfuckers to ever step foot in a wrestling ring. Um, it's the bonsai drop from Yokozuna. Um, I just, when Yokozuna first sort of came into the WWF, like he was, it was like, oh my God, like this is different. This is like a fucking, this is a bit of a presentation, isn't it? You know what I mean? But I hated him. Now I know he was doing his job because I was a kid and I despised yeah. this motherfucker. I hated him. I hated the, his look. I hated the way that he would like not sell anything. I hated the little floppy head thing he used to do. I hate the way he didn't take a bump. And I hated his finish. I hated the way he would sit on people. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. It's old, old big Rodney Anawai. It's fucking. It's uh, Roman Reigns' cousin or brother or whatever, isn't it? Is it cousin? Yeah, um, cousin. I think. Yeah. So like. Uh, I just, I hated it. I hate it. And do you know, we, we, we talk about the list. And I said earlier on, I sort of prefaced this whole list with like, I didn't want to put the moves on there that people would think should be on there. I wanted to put them on that I hated. Yeah. As a kid, I fucking hated Yokozuna. And I hate the, insp- like specifically hated his finish. I hated the, he used to drag them over to the corner and just do that little bounce and just sit on motherfuckers. Like I was, that's shit. Like, no way anyone's going to kick out. Like, you'd be able to get out of that. Look at the size of him. He's, like, fucking, like, 40, 50 stone, like, sitting on it, like, boo. And, like, you beating, <laughs> beating Bret Hart as my, my guy, and, like, you're just a piece of shit. I hate you, fucking fat cunt. Uh, like, just horrible. Yeah. I hated him. Um, I hated him. And I hated his finish. The bonsai drops just, and it's, all he's doing is sitting on someone. It's, like, so shit, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just such a, like, a, oh, like, what? what's he going to do? Is he going to body slam someone or fucking karate chop them in the throat or something like Like, oh, 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 no, he's just, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he's just going to sit on him. Okay, okay. yeah, was it? Like, it's just boring. It's so boring. So boring. I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think for Yokozuna, the bonsai drop was the perfect finish for him. Because he's he, a big motherfucker. Because he was a big fuck off <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, who oh. is it? Is, is it? is it Tamina's using it just now? Or is she, is she using a version of it as well? I think she's still the left. Yeah, she, she's came back. Is, is it Tamina or is it? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of them. 
I, I'm, is it Tamina? Again, wrestlemark10 at gmail.com. Let, let us know if I'm talking shit. But oh, yeah, one of the women, the one girl. of the women used it. One of the women uses it as well. And it's for her, it just doesn't make sense. But for, for Yokozuna, like legitimately close to like build at 600 pounds, like close to 600 pounds, I think it was 580 pounds or something. If he's going to sit in your chest, you're not kicking out of that, right? <laughs> it's like, that's why it was one of the most protected finishes in, of his era, right? It's like, because no one could legitimately get their fucking shoulders oh, off the ground because he was sitting on your chest. Fuck, it's just boring. I just, I don't want this big guy sitting on someone. It's just boring. Hated it. Hated it. It's N- Nia Jax who's doing it. The Nia human Jax. refrigerator herself. Nia Jax. <laughs> is, uh, is she, she's, she stole it. If there's anyone who could pull it off, it's probably Nia Jax, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bonsai drop, yeah, that that's probably the, the first time in a long time that I, I, I disagree with you in terms of putting something on your list, Hoxie. I, I, I think for Yokozuna, I think it was a, it was a great finish for him. Definitely not my favorite, but like you say, he did his job, right? He fucking hated him, and right. um, it, it, it's the way him and it makes me feel. That's it. Um, that's what wrestling's about. Just when he he just cross his arms, just be a dick, just a dick, just ugh. I hated it. It's, so, it's still real. It still, still gets me. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> it is, man. Ugh. See, th- this is the difference, though. The other two, you said, like, it had, like, go-away heat. This wasn't go-away heat for you. This was actual heel heat. Real heat, yeah. You know what I mean? I so that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But just, ugh. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hoxie's number eight was Bonsai Drop from the late, great Yokozuna. Um, (laughs) My number eight, and I don't think this is going to go down well with probably you and probably the rest of the listeners. For me, I just, it it was a nothing move, but it was arguably the biggest star in wrestling in his golden era, and it was the atomic leg drop from Hulk Hogan. I just felt... Very similar to like Big Show's WMD punch, Hulk Hogan. I don't know what the move should have been, but for me, I always felt it. It should have been something more than a leg drop. I mean, his whole thing was having the twenty-four inch pythons, his arms, and then he dropped a leg on someone. You know, it just didn't correlate. It just it didn't for me. It just didn't work. Um. So yeah, I I just don't like the finish. I think it's. Obviously, he won significant amount of matches with that fucking um, that particular move. But mm-hmm. for me, it's it's a move that I just don't like. I just think it just feels like a throwaway move. I I, I really can't describe this. It was always going to be in my list, and it was always wasn't going to be really really high the leg drop. But you know when you you have you have an opinion on something, but you really can't justify it. It's just there because you just don't like it. There's no real reason behind it. It just doesn't. It just doesn't wet your whistle, you know. It just doesn't light your candle in any other cliche you can think of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I just for for the amount he got it over, and he did. You know, once once he hit the leg drop, he he was never. No one's going to kick out of it. But I just felt it, for the star that Hulk Hogan was. I just felt he, he he could have had something a bit more oomph than the leg drop. I don't know. Maybe being harsh. You're um, you're going to be surprised. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. Fair enough. Fair dues. Um, for, sim- for a very similar reason um, to what you're just discussing. So we'll we'll pick that up in a bit. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll yep. move on then to man number yep. seven then, mate. Um, 
this one, I actually, this was one that I was on and off my list, and it was actually interchanged with another one on my list, uh, but that's not on my list, but probably should be. Um, so this was number seven for me is the scissor kick. So Booker T's scissor kick, for example. I just think <laughs> that's amazing. This knee, this nearly. Very, 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 very nearly made it onto my list. I wasn't going to honourable mention it because I didn't, I didn't think it yeah. was as important as that. But this very, very nearly made it on my list. That's very interesting. Go on, go on. I, Sorry. I, I, whenever, whenever you think of a, a wrestling move, and I mean you, you want to hear it, right? You want to hear the impact, like sweet chin music that we talked about last week, right? You could hear the impact. The Stone Cold Stunner, you could hear the impact. Tombstone, you can hear the impact. With the scissor kick, it's nothing. You know, there, there's... It, it, we, Booker T is forever the showman, right? Yeah. And he kicks someone in the stomach, they're bent over, and then he does, like, the little jumps, then does a few more jumps into the ropes to propel him forward to do the scissor kick. There's no way a kick in the stomach is going to keep you bent over double. Again, it's all this believability, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, it's... I think Punk was talking about it um, when John Cena was doing his five knuckle shuffle thing. You know, well, why the hell am I not going to just kick you in the head when you're doing this? You know, it, it, for me, it's that same sort of mentality with the scissor kick. It's why, why the hell doesn't the person just larry him? You know, or or like throw an elbow or, or just just something and move. the overall yeah move <laughs> yeah that's another <laughs> one. You know, I mean that is the reversal, right? It's when he goes for the scissor kick, you simply just take a step back. You know, What's so it's your finish. You know, it's I'll move. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I just feel it's it's not got a great impact either. It doesn't. Again, Booker T is elevations fucking phenomenal, right? And it does look sick when he's doing the scissor motion. But again, I just don't. It's not believable for me in terms of a kick out. Uh, you know, they, they should be kicking out of that move. And again, five time WCW champion sucker. You know, he, he's won. He's won the big belts. Um. But yeah, just for me, the scissor kick had to be on my list as one of the most, maybe not the worst finisher, but certainly one of the more overrated finishers in wrestling. So yeah, ah, it was kick. shite. It was shite. Um, a <laughs> little bit like our troops fucking spinning version thing of it yeah. as well. Um, do you know what we mentioned last week when I was talking about the the three D yeah. when they all used to bump at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like no one can ever take that move right. No, like. They, they don't know whether to front bump, they don't know whether to like spike bump, they don't know whether to just take a shot and like side bump or fucking quarter turn or whatever. Easy, you're in his fucking half over the like, you're in his either getting his head, his legs are wrapped around your head, or he hasn't landed on you properly, or he's he's it, he's it you too much, or what it, it was just, it never looked good. It was always messy, it always looked shit, and there wasn't a bump off it. Yeah, um, I like a good bump off a move, you can't beat it. Um, I agree, yeah, shit, dog shit, yep. <laughs> Nice. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. You're number seven then, Oxy. My number seven is um, The Playmaker by MVP. Yep. Um, when I when I very first, like, because I, I, I told you this before, I had that sort of bit of time out from watching wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. When I come back, like MVP was like a big deal. He was like United States champion, and he was like doing, like having having feuds with, like some decent people. And his whole move, I mean, 
he could have been in the 80s and been one of the biggest stars in the 80s. Like, this yep. is almost akin to, like, a fucking, you know what I mean, like a shit 80s finish. Like, really low impact. Loads and loads of fucking sizzle. You know what I mean? Like, most yep. of his moveset was like that that elbow thing, the elbow. Is it... He used to go balling, balling, and like do the yeah. basketball thing, and then do the elbow drop. Like all that stuff was shit. Um, but his his finisher was that playmaker thing where he used yep. to put like his he used to put his leg over the back of a the head of a bent over opponent, hold their arm, and like twist out. Um, awkward as shit to do. Awkward as shit to like to take. And, and make make look good. It was such a horrible move. I never liked it then, and it always it always sticks with me. Like it's such a it's such a poor poor finish. It doesn't look very impactful. It doesn't look very yep. big. Um, like um, I can always remember like the first time I seen him do it. I was just like, "What is that? The fuck was I? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's awful." Um, it, it it had to make it on my list. It's like when we were talking about like finishes that I don't like or whatever. It was one of the first ones that that popped into my head, so yep. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And it just, it just, yeah, it just looks awful. Like if you take it right, like the guy taking it right, it it can kind of be halfish decent, but it just it looks really clumsy. And and how are you meant to like, how are you meant to get in that position and stay in that position? You know, you said earlier, like just about mm-hmm. like why didn't you just move? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no way you're gonna stand there and be held on like that. You haven't got both arms trapped. You haven't got like you're not in a, a really bad position or whatever. It's just yeah, it's dreadful. And he hit it on some some pretty some pretty big people like fucking Kane and Benoit and Mysterio and all these yeah. guys he would have been feuding with back then at that time. Like he's he got wins over them with that finish. It's just shite. So yeah, not for me. The uh Playmaker, there is a there is a name for it. Let me have a quick Google of it. I'm just gonna have a quick Google. Shade. Well, yeah, but it's 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 named after. Maybe typing frantically. Yeah, it's an overdrive. So it's basically a version of an overdrive. So there we go. Um, shit. Number seven, playmaker MVP. Closely followed in, in his pocket with that fucking balling thing, that elbow drop he used to do. <laughs> yeah, we, go we shall talk about the playmaker later. Um, <laughs> oh, mo- moving swiftly on to your number six. <laughs> My number six. Um, and I surprised myself that this was actually this low um, down the list. Um, but when I was working out where stuff went, um, I was getting more and more angry and sweaty the more and more I was thinking about the ones above it. So I thought, I'll just leave that there. Uh, this is the Warriors Splash, the ultimate warrior, the most overrated piece of shit wrestler slash human being um, in the history of WWE or wrestling or whatever. Um, he couldn't work a lick. Um, he was he, did, he had no respect for wrestling. He was one of the luckiest men ever in wrestling. Um, we've talked about sliding doors moments before with him and Sting, like the Dingo Warrior mm. and Sting. Like one of them could have went to WWF, one of them could have went to WCW, and and that was the that was the choice that was made. Yep. He got there completely by his luck, and we we there's no denying this guy was incredible. Um, greatest Native American gimmick in wrestling history, the Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Uh, you can't unsee it when you think about it. 
Um, and all he did was basically spend five years falling onto people um, after being punched for three or four minutes. And his finish was a splash, which was just him falling on somebody. Absolutely dreadful finish. Um, and he, the, probably the, the only reason they could give it him is because it's the only thing that he could do. It's probably like the bottom line of it. Um, he it was just an awful for for him to beat that many people and to make that much money being as least talented as he is using that finish had to make it on my list. Um, just it's just awful, awful. Um, what I've been doing it's quite funny. I've been watching like a compilation of these moves <laughs> while, while, as I've been going through, um, just to keep my anger to a nice little peak. Um, he wouldn't even land properly. Like he wouldn't even land the move right. It's just, just awful. Oh god, terrible, 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 terrible. Running across the ropes about five times before he'd done it. He was gassed out by the time he fucking got halfway across <laughs> the ring. Um, he's just hit one on on uh, Rick Rude there, and Rick Rude didn't sell it for shit, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And then DPS has done exactly the same thing. They're just lying there. And they've lay on their front as well. Oh, he's hitting it on fucking Andre the Giant there. That's crazy. Fucking hell, Andre. Crazy days. So, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, number six. The, the splash. Just dreadful, dreadful move. He won the fucking WWE title off Hulk Hogan doing that piece of shit. Crazy days. We'll so, talk yeah. about the splash later on. There we go. Phenomenal. <laughs> I knew it would be, I knew it was going to be on your list. I'm yeah. happy it was. We get to talk about it twice and bury it twice. <laughs> yeah, Piece exactly. of shit. Cool. Okay, your number six, the Warrior Splash. Makes perfect sense to me. My number six is the Samoan Spike. Made famous by Umaga, the late great Umaga, and it's currently being used by Soul Sokoa. At the moment, it's essentially they grab them by the head. They use their thumb, and then they prod them in the throat with it. <laughs> Basically, it's the cobra without the sock. That's essentially what we're doing here. For, I, I mean, to be fair, the the finish matches Solo really well because it's just, he's just dull as dishwater, right? He's he's done nothing the time he spent with Roman Reigns in the Bloodline. So, I'm going to just focus mainly on Umaga at the moment. Um, I felt that the it was a. <laughs> It should never have been his finisher. He, again, he should have had something, you know, just... He he was portrayed as an absolute unbeatable monster, right? And he was. He was an unbeatable monster. But it was with that move, and it just... It was like... Damn squib, it was just like... Ugh. It, it, again, it, it's a, it's about believability and stuff. It's like that could have been like a precursor move to something... I, I don't know. I, again, it's it's similar to the leg drop, right? It's it's something that there's just this potentially unjustifiable rage towards this uh, move for me, <laughs> and you know, I just feel that Umaga was great. You know, he was great for the time he was in. He, like I say, he was this unbeatable monster, and I just feel that he was sort of let down with the move set. And yeah, I, again, I don't know. I don't know what his move should have been. I don't know what the finish should have been. But, you know, I, I, he would have benefited from, like, a warrior splash. You know, because he was a bigger boy, that's a bit more believable. He, a, a splash from the top rope, and he wasn't Umaga. Like, he, he was doing the splash from the top rope, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, I just... 
I mean, and then they, they, they try and force the move over by like making people cough up blood and stuff. It's just like, really? It's like, uh, just nah. You basically prodded him in the throat, you know? He, he, they might not be able to like eat soup for a while, but you know, it's, it's not going to knock them out for three years. <laughs> I don't know. It, just for me, it just wasn't a believable finish. It was just overrated and yeah no it, it was one of the worst finishes i just i just don't like it get yeah. in the bin fucking terrible well i've just i, I just googled it just like just to re- sort of refresh i i know what it is and uh the, the top thing that comes up when you google samoan spike is the samoan spike is the worst finishing move <laughs> well there you go there you fucking go um yeah i i didn't even i did i couldn't even remember the, the samoan spike that's how much i don't like it it's just not even in my fucking register um, it is shit, isn't it? It's really it's shit. Um, yeah. Ugh. Just get yeah. in the bin. A thumb to the neck. Oh my yeah. God, what I went over. You know, essentially it is the Cobra without the sock. Yeah. You know, and, and, and <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. <laughs> I'm going to say it really closely to the mic as well. <laughs> With less fingers. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> Oh, moving on before dear. we get sued. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, right. So that's us got through our ten to six and our worst finishers top ten. But we come to a section just now that we lovingly call the Royal Fumble. Royal Fumble. So the Royal Fumble, guys, where we go through wrestling history and we talk about things that have happened that potentially shouldn't have happened and talk about the impact it had on the business now i'm cheating about this week i've came up with the royal fumble and simply because what happened this week um the overall impact hasn't happened yet but i want to have a discussion about where it could potentially lead and what i'm talking about is what happened on the wednesday episode of AEW dynamite and how, in my opinion, it could sort of be the beginning of the end of AEW. Um, I, I don't know if you're privy to it, Hoxie. I can do a quick run through and we can get your opinions on what, what you think, basically. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I I asked you the question, didn't I, when you yeah. when you came up with this, like, what what's happened? And you're definitely going to have to sort of take yep. the lead on take this lead. one a, a little yep. bit. Um, but uh, you through. gave me a really quick rundown and i think another reply to you was fuck off wasn't it like not to you but just to the world and the universe so yeah you crack on mate set the scene yeah paint the picture no problem so basically if you haven't seen it already aw dynamite on wednesday our favorite fucking tag team not the young bucks appeared um and straight away they were essentially handy tv formats so they they're basically the the run of the the show that they're producing and then they started to read it out live on tv and they were going through the certain mar- matches saying oh this match is going to be a banger it's going to be great and um, they ran into random employees in the back and threatening to find them fire them etc so they're really playing up to the fact that they are executives behind the scene in AEW. Um, this is just, in my opinion, it's just bullshit. It's sort of going back to the sort of the Vince Russo era of WCW or even like TNA when Bischoff and Hogan went in, you know, they're just, they're sort of breaking down the, the, 
the walls a little bit so everybody yeah. can sort of peek behind the curtain. It's just not cool, you know. It's what's really, really shit as well is this would be fine if AEW were like smashing it, you know, in terms of their ratings, in terms of their ticket sales. You know, apparently this particular show that we're talking about only sold about just over 2,000 tickets for a live, you know, for, for a recording for their TV program, you know? So the crowd already was dead. There, there, there's no one there, mm -hmm. you know? And what I really think is going to happen, and I think, as I said at the very beginning of the, the fumble, it's do they want it to fail? Do they want it to go the same way as WCW? Are, are they just happy having like the inside jokes without the, the overall progression and you know it's anytime a company's went down this route your wcw your tna they've never really came back from it in a way that's really mattered you know it's like tna with all best will in the world they're nowhere near where they were like a decade ago you know what i mean it's like they, they went down this road and they've really struggled to come back from it. And I think this is the same way that AEW is going to go. I mean, the, the whole reading from a format, okay? It's like, yeah, everybody's smart to the business. Everybody knows that it's like predetermined, etc. But at the same time, there's a history of weird wrestling fans don't want to be reminded as we're watching the program that it's predetermined, you know? We don't want a inverted commas, one of the stars to come on screen and say, oh, by the way, yeah, this is going to be a great match between, you'll, you'll never believe the finish, you know, it's, it's going to be great. That's bullshit. You wanted to suspend your disbelief for as long as possible, for as long as the show goes out for. Yeah. You know, it only, and I don't, this is this is where my biggest issue with the Bucks is. Sorry, Hawks, I'm going to run a fucking No, mate, you, cr you, you crack on. It's, it, it's change of voice more than anything. It's usually me that fucking bangs on about stuff. You crack on. Go on. What, what, by them doing this, by them breaking down this wall, get, getting the, everybody to peek behind the curtain, they don't realise they're actually hurting everybody else on the show. You know, the other performers, they're, they're supposed peers on the show and actually, like, turns fans off. So they'll always have this, this diehard you know, diehard fan base, right? And and that's cool. That's absolutely fine. But for your everyday wrestling fan, you know, someone that doesn't have a major alliance to any promotion, you're going to turn them off straight away. And it, I'm going to use the F word here. It makes it feel fake, you know, and that particular word is the kiss of death. You know, it, yeah. as soon as your fan base starts, it, it, like, muttering that F word, you know, it's it's just bullshit. And... The only thing that I've, I, I hold a little bit of hope is whenever AEW do something fucking stupid, right? Like horrific. And it's like, what are they doing? There's a lead up to it where there's a bit of entertainment. You know, there was, you know, there's fuckery going on in the background. Oh, we'll put MGF on TV. You know, the, there was a time where there was, there was fuckery going on with the Bucks or Kenny Omega or Adam Page. Put CM Punk on the mic for 15 minutes, right? I don't have that same feeling because I just MGF's not there at the moment. There's no, there's no star there right now, right? I'm I'm, I'm struggling to think of a star. Right. And for they've got Edge, they've signed Edge, and we're talking about here right now. There isn't a star. That's it's fucked up. It's awful, it? right? Yep. You know it's. <laughs> we've talked about this so many times. We want yep. AEW to succeed, right? Competition yes. breeds success for the entire business. But for me, since AEW started in 2019, for me, 
it's the first time that I really believe that the company could die. And I'm not talking a long, slow, long, slow death. I'm talking a really, really quick, what the fuck's going on? You know, the TV deals get ripped up. I've just got that horrible, horrible feeling that's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So that's for me. It hasn't strictly happened yet, Impact. Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully they will turn the corner and they'll provide some form of really cool wrestling story and really cool wrestling entertainment. Like you say, fucking Edge is there, you know, and the program he was doing with Christian, he's wrestling unknown guys and he says that's cool, that's what he wants to do, he wants to pass on his experience and you would expect that from Edge as being the vet, right? And But he was he was facing um, Suzuki, you know, Minoru Suzuki. It's like, there, there you go. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just defies belief. So, yeah, I've, I've, I'm no, really, really worried Tony, that AEW... Tony wants to see Edge versus Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki's one of his little fucking wank toys, isn't it? Wait, I man. want it. I want Minoru Suzuki to wrestle everybody that I like. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's too much. It's too much. It's obvious now as well. It's like blatant. It's brutal. Um... It's <clears throat> so we've we've had this conversation before about about AW. They're gonna get eight hundred however many, eight hundred and fifty thousand, eight hundred and thirty thousand, eight hundred and eighty thousand people every week watch that TV show in America. It's the way yeah. it works. It's they they're gonna be there or thereabouts all the time. You hit the nail on the head for the I'm gonna steal the line from someone for the kind of thing that people like, you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing that they're going to like for those people who are going to like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they will never grow from there. They're not going to grow by doing what they're doing. Um, you talk of the word fake. Obviously, I'm a wrestler. I don't like that word. I, I don't um, like it. But if there's anybody in wrestling now who exudes fake and phony and bullshit, it's the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, everything they've got their hand on, everything they've got involved with, all the shit that they do themselves. That's why they don't want to get involved with guys like FTR and all that because they don't know what they don't know how to do it. They don't know what to do. They don't understand how wrestling is. They are they've ruined the business and made their own way in the business or whatever. Like how they've got to where they are is beyond me. Um, but they found their little niche, and their niche is, but it's not even those eight hundred and fifty thousand people because half of them turn off or 20% of them turn off when they come on the telly. So um, doing all this behind the scenes and trying to work the crowd and work the boys and work the audience. And we've like, like you've, you pointed out, you've, you've said that before. We've seen that before. Um, It does not work. We want serious, like the WWE, they don't have wrestling matches as such. They do every once in a while. They blow you away because they don't do it all the time. But when you watch a WWE product, you have serious people having serious conversations about serious stuff. They make it feel like important. Mm -hmm. You have Cody on there. You have Punk on there. You have Rollins on there. You have Gunther on there. You have Paul Heyman on there. You have issues between the fucking Usos and Reigns and Solo and you have like the judgment day come on. Obviously they've got our truth in there, but when you have Rhea Ripley going like face to face with 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 people, like you know what I mean, having real discussions about real issues. It's presented. Storytelling you've got storytelling, story not matchmaking. Yeah. That's yeah. what you've got. And that's and that's the difference. It's it is 
Uh, we've said this before. It's on a booker. It's a matchmaker. He's got all of his little toys in his little toy set, and he wants to use his toys out how, how they're being used. And Tony's a stats man. Statistics are really good because they can be used for you very easily, yeah, or against you very easily. You're you like a you like a stat mm-hmm. mate. You're a fuck. You like a spreadsheet, don't you? You know what yep. I mean. You can make statistics tell any story you want to if you look deep enough. And the issue with Tony is, is he looks at the numbers, but he doesn't look at them. In a, in a, he's got this quote-unquote endless pot of money, which he can link into. Um, and that's it's his toy. It's, it's a toy for him. His daddy has gave him everything he's always wanted in his life. And it's a, all of his wrestling figures are real now. Yeah. And he's playing in his bedroom like he was when he was... 15 or whatever with his little resting figures making all these matches and his little fake ring but he's doing that for real now um and he's he's lying to himself and being fed bullshit by all the wrestlers and working him around him because it's a fucking payday apart from one person who isn't on tv anymore because he's fucking injured and he's the only person they've got that's willing to actually say something and he has said it live on television like fucking fire me tony you know what i mean like yep. i know he's got a job there and i know it's kind of work but it's shooting on the square a lot of the time but there's so much to this there's so much to this and it, it is he's got the wrong people that's why cody jumped ship that's why he got out there as fast as he fucking can yep uh, as fast as he could mate what's his name andrade's gone there He's seen this. Andrade's not a big star. You know what I mean? He's not a big deal in wrestling. He's not one of the names or whatever. He went there thinking the grass was greener. He he tried he tried to have a fight with somebody to get sacked and they still wouldn't fire him. You know what I mean? Like he wanted he wanted out there. Punk. Punk done exactly the same thing. He knew exactly what was going to happen and he got the fuck out of Dodge. It's crazy. It's crazy. I hope you're wrong, we're wrong, or whatever you want to yeah. say. Like I I when AEW first come out, it was just a breath of fresh air. It's all this amazing stuff, and you had all these guys, and it was and it was working really well. Decent people behind the scenes doing what they needed to do, and it was it, it they were riding that wave. But now, it's just it's so much go away heat for me. It's such a turn off. It really is. It's like you say they're looking for the cheap pop, right? You remember a time when Mick Foley used to come out and say like the city's name and mm-hmm. do the thumbs up. Yeah, you know, it's like right here in Glasgow, Scotland, right? The crowd go mental. This is what the Bucks are trying to do that, but expose the business at the same time. You know, it's just fucking crazy. I just don't get it. It's like for executives to do that in any other industry, they get fucking heaved to the curb, right? But like you say, Tony Khan wants to be one of the boys. And we've said it in so many different podcasts. I said it... Said it in overrated superstars, you know, Tony Khan was my honourable mention, you know, it's, he, and, and you, you said it perfectly, he's playing with his, his wrestlers, you know, he's, he's playing with the toys in his bedroom, you know. I mean, if you look at, I, I do want AEW to succeed, but if you look at their champions just now, right, in terms of how many of them are bona fide stars that AEW has created, right? Well, I'll run through the, the, the champions. Right now, the AEW world champion is Samoa Joe, right? Not AEW born and bred, right? And, I, like, and I'll be honest with you. I'm just sorry, just to cut in really quick there. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I love Samoa Joe, right? Yes. I, fuck it, I, I do. I really love <laughs> yes. Samoa Joe, but I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. It's like, I think he... 
he he is a champion of circumstance because MGF was injured. Mm-hmm. You know, saw, solid hand. You know, and and we know we I do love Samoa Joe. I think he's he's in ring. He's he's phenomenal. He is a legitimate badass. He has psychology down to a fucking fine art. Who in the roster is going to beat Samoa Joe legitimately? Well, they had they had the thing with um, they had the thing with Hook, didn't they? Recently, yeah. And it's like, it, it, Ali they, Cook. But Hook's never a world champion material. Mate, they fucking... He hit Hook with a muscle buster. Yep. And Hook kicked out at one. Mental, right? (sighs) Yeah. So yeah, AEW world champion Smojo. AEW women's world champion Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm. I think what she's doing just now is brilliant. But again, the women's division's on its horse. I just... You know, they've... I don't know what they've done to Britt Baker. Don't know where she is. I don't think she's been booked since September. She she spoke out about a couple of things. Well, there she's, you go. She's I think I think she's been told to keep her head down while some stuff is happening. Um, we'll probably find out what that is at some point soon. Yeah, but there we go. No doubt. Yeah. TBS champion Julia Hart again. Julia's all right. It's fine. The AEW World Tag Team Champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill. <laughs> It's like, all right, again, do you right. care? Do you care? Yeah. Ricky no? Starks should be a singles champion. He should be one of the guys in the fucking company, and they've missed a boat on him twice. He had the opportunity to be pulled twice, and they didn't do it. Stupid. Big Bill is obviously um, Big Cass, formerly of like Enzo and Cass of WWE. You know, um, had these well-known issues. AEW international champion Orange Cassidy. I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking dignify that with a discussion. Did. Let's just bypass them all together. Mm. TNT champion Christian Cage. Fucking love Christian. But again, should he's he be starting to lose a little bit of the, the the shine though? Christian's starting to become a little bit it, it's a bit okay. It's a payday. Payday for it, him. He was the best heel in wrestling three months ago, six months yep. ago. Now it's like uh, um. Okay. AEW World Trios Champion. Couldn't Again, give a fuck. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. The Acclaimed. <laughs> there you go. And AEW Continental Champion is Eddie Kingston. <laughs> it's like, out of all those, I, I, I don't care. Like, no. there's... Uh, and... Uh, and then you look at the rest of the fucking, like, Adam Cole is a star, right? Don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's He's the devil. You know, it's like, well, okay, that's a, that's a nothing thing. Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge, great, like <sighs> destroying his legacy, in my opinion. I just, I, I, I think he should have got out at, in WWE and ended his career there. I think, I think he's he's seen the opportunity to go with his mates, to go with Christian. I've one last little run with Christian and FTR are his boys as well. Yeah, I yeah. Think he's went there. And he's realised very quickly, shit uh, show. very very quickly, yeah, how much of a shit show it actually it actually is. Yeah. Then you've got like Adam Cole, Angelico. You've got fucking Brian Cage, Brody King, Brian Danielson. You know they have people that could like FTR. They have people that could be pushing towards that upper like upper card, but. They're just not. They're sort of dwindling in this sort of mediocrity that, that unfortunately, Tony Khan and the fu- young fucks, as Jim Cornette used to call them, is like, 
they're perpetuating it. It's just, it's just fucking, yeah. It's really, really. I think it's a, if you're a hardcore AEW fan, and if you're listening to this, you won't agree, but you should be worried about AEW and the state it's in just now. The yes. fact that you're only selling just over two thousand tickets to your flagship show, your TV program, yep. is a damning indictment of where you are as a wrestling company. I, I can't add any much more to that, especially if you put it so eloquently. Um, yeah, some some peasant northern is not going to add to anything you've just said. So yeah, um, it, it can. It's. I'm not going to say it's fixable because it, it's not the way to to describe it. Like they have, they have at their disposal, legitimately some of the best talents. Yep. that aren't in the WWE. Um, use them. Use them properly. Stop stop booking it match to match or week to week or whatever. Actually use use your talent effectively and make stuff mean stuff. <laughs> like that's a very, very simple way to describe it. Just make it mean something and we'll watch. We want to invest in it. Swerve Strickland, like, the guy's money, absolute money. Let him have a storyline-driven feud with somebody. Make it happen. You look at all the great stuff that's happened in AW. It was all to do with with how, quote unquote, how it made people feel. You've got the Cody and the Dusty stuff. Like one of the greatest matches in WWE in AW history was that was that Cody and and Dustin match, and that was like in their first year of existence, like one of their first pay per views. The, the the ship between Kenny and Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Anderson, like one of the one of my favorite matches I've ever seen, because yeah. it was made to feel like a big deal because the way it was sold and put across to us, like this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, the Wardlow and the MJF stuff, the MJF and the Punk stuff, like this is it's real. You knew it was like the shit that they were saying. They believed most of it. You know what I mean? It was it like you got behind it. It's not hard to do because they've done it. Just do yeah. more of that. Do more of that. Did you see who Swerve was in the, in the match with on Dynamite? No, no. Jeff Hardy. <sighs> Jeff Hardy took a horror bump through a table. Um, I think he swanned him from top rope to the floor through a table. It's just like Jeff Hardy's going to kill himself, man. He, he's just it's terrifying but yeah honestly if you haven't seen it go go watch it it's fucking there's clips on again on twitter and stuff it's I, just, need to just, I need to catch up on some stuff but yeah. i just i it's a bit of a turn off for me at the minute it's a bit of a turn off because it's that there's nothing there's nothing good on there now at the minute it's just hard it's hard to yep. get through it's hard to watch it's hard to get through and the but, thing is uh, as well it's like they're going on about like oh you know our relationship with them warner brothers is great there's still no tv deal being signed nah you know nah. And if it keeps if it keeps going the way it's going, it it won't be. They, yeah, exactly. They need to stop. They, they need to stop shotgunning shit. Basically, yeah, stop, absolutely. Stop shotgunning your shit and and just yeah, make make us feel something. We'll be there for it. Make us feel absolutely. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the royal fumble. Um, let us know what you think about the discussion we've just had. Again, wrestlemark ten gmail dot com or at mark underscore out of ten on Twitter. It'd be really great to get your opinions and. Um, Maybe me and Hoxie are wrong. Maybe maybe we're missing something for the AEW, but you know, 
I've watched wrestling for a long, long time. So's Hoxie. I like to think I've got quite an, an open mind when it comes to wrestling. And mm-hmm. for me right now, AEW is just not it. Yeah. Message us, man. What Twitter, email, YouTube, like the video, like comment, mm-hmm. comment, fucking whatever. Just if if you don't agree, if that's we're not gonna we're not gonna poo poo you. I'm gonna shit on you. I mean, I might. John John's a little bit nicer than I am, but you you won't. You'll you'll say it behind your back, guaranteed. But yeah, <laughs> no. But like if we if we if, we, if we're missing something, just let us know. But it, this is hard to argue against. This Opinions mean everything and nothing at the same time, same time. that market is in. Exactly. But anyway, let's get back to our list of the top 10 terrible, worst, fucking awful finishers in wrestling, Hoxie. We've done 10 through 6. We're now hitting our number 5. And I believe it's still me to go for my number 5. My number 5 belongs to the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock, <laughs> and it is The People's Elbow. Yeah. The People's Elbow is pish. Your turn, Hoxie, number five. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, it, it goes along. It's, just, it's the same thing, right? It's a case of he spine busters them. He does the little move. He throws off his elbow pad. He waves his arms, runs the ropes, runs the ropes again, and then fucks about and then does an elbow drop. Why is someone not just getting up and booting fuck him? You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't make sense. Again... As time went on in The Rock's career, he did sort of transition away from the people's elbow. It was a nice little sort of nostalgia pop at certain points. The Rock Bottom was generally his finisher as he came to the end of his tenure. But um, yeah, for me, it's not a finishing manoeuvre that you is synonymous with. Holy shit, that's an amazing finisher. It's a cool. He's, He's dancing about before he gives him an elbow drop. And yeah, for me, it's very very overrated yeah it's a nice pop for the crowd you know it's there's an opportunity to get the the elbow pad or the glasses or the watch or whatever the fuck he's throwing into the crowd at that time and also the people's eyebrow and all that jazz it's 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 synonymous with the rock but for me it's just it's not worthy of a finishing maneuver of of, of such a a legend within the wrestling business i just think it's it's really poor but again the flip side of that is would you be a successful without that pop you know from that particular move we don't know but we're talking about wrestling moves and not about the person itself. So, yeah. People's Elbow for me is trash. Get in the bin. We'll talk about the People's Elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, man. <laughs> okay, moving on to your number five, Foxy. Uh, my number five is it's almost like we planned this, but we genuinely didn't because we don't discuss this before. Um, it's not the People's Elbow. Um, it's the BTE trigger from the Young Bucks. Okay. Their tag team finish where they grab their opponent's hands who are on their knees they both lift the knee up and basically hit the guy like the side of the face um of the of the of the the opponent that's on their knees it is human dog shit um we talk about fake it's quite a fucking funny thing to come up actually um it looks so shit like just just an awful awful move um, done by two guys who don't take what they're doing seriously um, on people who have to stay there and fucking take it. Um, it's so it's such a it's such an awful move, um, and it's done by a team that I despise. So it had to make it on my list because I don't like them and it's their finish. But the finish it is like really shit as well. It's terrible. Um, I'm just looking at the clutch just now. 
it's poor, isn't it? It's really poor. Atrocious. What what they do as well is if they miss it, they they sell their knee like their knees, as if like they've been hurt by it when they miss it, and it it just makes me feel a bit sick. Um, it's just it's so it's so bad. Like they've got a, you are on your knees for ages. It's just like literally like. It's not really their knees. It's like their shins almost go to like the their opponents' heads. Like it's just a really, really poor finish. And mm. the, being the elite, the, the being the elite trigger, the V trigger, the knee trigger, whatever you want to call it. Um, when they both do it, when they both do it, it's just yeah, it's really poor. Um, and I don't like the young books. I don't like the way they work. I don't like who they are. I don't like what they stand for. And and like the fact that that's their finish is, um, yeah, it's shit. They do some like, I think that I think the Meltzer driver's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that thing they do when they do like the gut buster, and then he does like an like a neck breaker, like the the spinning neck breaker thing. Yeah. Um, some of their stuff is really good. Like they do the um, there's one where they do like they, they get the guy in the corner, and they'll do like a kick. And then a bulldog into like another kick, like coming across. Like there's some really cool stuff that they do, um, but as far as finishes go, like it's just it's woeful. Doesn't it's make dreadful. up for the fuckery that they do for the business. It does not make up for how much, yeah, for the level of dickheadishness that they they do day to day. So yeah, number five, BTE trigger. If you haven't seen it, go and just Google BTE trigger or whatever. You'll you'll see it. It just it looks. There's no impact. There's no like. It's just it just looks really really weak. Really yeah, it doesn't weak. look good at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not on my list. But again, I, I don't think of the box that often. So I mean, that's why it's yeah, not yeah. on my list. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I totally agree. Yeah. I, I literally just watched one of the clips there on YouTube just as we're we're talking about it, and yeah, it's fucking horrendous. So get in the bin. And that's the finish. They've like won titles with that match. Won tag titles in big, in big sort of stuff. So it's mental. Cool. Right? enough bucks for this episode of yeah, Market of Ten. Fuck the bucks. Number four for you, Mister Hawks. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, it is me. Um, we we spoke about it. Sorry, you you mentioned it earlier on. Um, it's the atomic leg drop from Hulk oh, Hogan. Um, for very 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 similar reasons that you said earlier on. Like you you think this larger than life character, this amazing like specimen, the fucking pythons and the say your prayers and take your vitamins and all the, like all these people who he beat, um, he beat it by doing a big boot and a leg drop. It's just like a leg drop. Really? Like, I know he's like a big guy, but he's not Andre the giant or he's not big John Stud or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Like, fuck me. Give Yokozuna the fucking leg drop. It'd be more over than the fucking bonsai drop or whatever. But yeah, I can't really add much to what you were saying earlier on. Um, the fact he, I know it was the eighties and, a drop kick was a finish in the eighties, or a crossbody was a finish in the eighties. I know it's different timing, but he was still beating people with the leg drop in in like two thousand and four or whatever. You know what I mean? It two thousand and three. Yeah. It's just do something a little bit different. I know it's like would dance with what brung you or whatever, but the leg drop was just yeah, it's just yeah. Um, it's, it's like I said when I was going through it. It's like. For someone that was going on about the size of his arms, the fact that he used a leg drop didn't make any sense. It's like Imagine just, a it... big fucking lariat, like the, the python lariat or something. You know what I mean? The python strike, python, just any bullshit like that. It would have been sick. But I, yeah, I agree. 
he's not talking about his cut or something. Yeah, he's like, he's not talking his... about his forty-five inch thigh, is he? He's talking about his fucking his his biceps and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, just a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit shit, a bit a bit naff. But I still pop for it. I still pop for the the fucking you. You know what I mean? Punch, punch, send off, big boot, yeah. leg drop. I'll still pop for it, but just for what it was and for who it was for, just a bit. Yeah, but um, shit. One of the He's one of the biggest wrestlers of all time. Um, yeah. And his move was a bit shit. So it got, it's got to be a little bit towards the top of my list just because of how important he was and the finish was dreadful. I think that's why he, he was lower down in my, my list because he was such a significant part of wrestling. You know, that's, mm-hmm. like, uh, so yeah, that's why. But you again, him too much. Exactly. Well, yeah, you know, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could easily put it much higher up as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Um, Atomic Leg Drop is Hoxie's number four. Fantastic. Going on to my number four, it's one that we've talked about already. It's the Warrior Splash. Um, it just, again, f- Warrior was big. But not big enough. Very similar to Hogan's Atomic Light Drop, right? It's like they were big, but wasn't big enough to warrant that beanie's finish. You know, it's like when you get to people like Viscera, you know, like that is understandable because he couldn't do anything else. But, you know, the fact he's a big fucker, if he splashes on you, you ain't going to get up, you know, or a bonsai drop type thing, he's not going to get back up. But yeah, it just looked awful. It's like, I, I don't. He made a he made money, right? He made money for WWF at the time, and you just don't don't understand how because he was <laughs> terrible, you know, fucking atrocious, you know. Again, the sizzle and steak, right? It's like it's all <laughs> it's that it could is... be any more sizzle. Exactly, it's all like, about the sizzle. There's no there's no steak. steak. It's just gristle. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just fucking. Um, <laughs> Tougher than a two dollar steak. <laughs> exactly, but it's, it just looks fucking horrendous. And and you you talked about it looking just awkward as well. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how can you make how can you make it look awkward? And how can you land on your knees? It's just I don't know. It just again, I don't I don't know what move you could give him because he couldn't do it anyway. If he can't get a splash right, he's not going to get a fucking jackknife yeah. power bomb right. He's not going to get a yeah. fucking, you know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, warrior splash, fucking trash. Uh, we've already talked about it. I'm not going to go on any further. It's just get in the bin, as you say, yes. get in get the fucking in bin. the fucking bin. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is again, it's something that's already been mentioned. It's the playmaker from MVP. Um, mm-hmm. Again, can't really add much more onto it. It's um, it looks terrible. It there doesn't seem to be any impact. It looks awkward as hell. And I'm not putting it in the same bracket, right? But in terms of awkward looking finishing maneuvers, right? You've got the playmaker, you've got Sister Abigail, and you've got the crossroads, right? They all look really, really awkward. But with Sister Abigail and the crossroads, there's impact. Yeah, you know. With the playmaker, there's nothing. It actually looks like it hurts MVP more than more. it does yes. yep. the person he's delivering it to. <laughs> you know? Which is it's incredible. It's an absolute mindfuck. And again, he won like the US was it the US Open? I think it was the US title he won um, with that particular move. Or was it the European title at that time? US, it was, it, United States it US. Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 
he won that. You know, a legitimate title within WWE. It's like it just makes no sense. That just for a finisher, it was just horrific. And you know, the thing is, he is. Is it is it black belt jujitsu? Is it BBJ? It's um, he's like I know he's he's double hard. He's he's proper hard. And it's like again, why why not like a Steve Blackman type kick type finish? You know, for an MVP. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Playmaker for me, just really, really terrible finisher. Doesn't look like there's any impact on it. Not believable that someone's going to be out for three. It just, yeah, had to be on my list at some at some place, and that's why it's my number three. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, we spoke about it earlier. Yeah. Dog shit. It's mm-hmm. a dog shit move. And it, you know what you say about it, it looks like it, hurt, it hurts him more? Yep. Like, it's a really awkward thing to take. Like, it's such an awkward bump. I've never took one. I've never took one. I don't think I've ever tried. Um, but you're just looking at the bump. You can see, like, the t- to get that timing really right is really hard. It's, like, really yeah. awkward to, to do. Um, and, yeah, it just – you would get pissed off at people when they wouldn't take it right. It's like, well, fucking hell, it's not, it's not easy. And maybe do something better. <laughs> you know, he changed it, didn't he? Don't he be shit. Like a kick or something. <laughs> he started doing a kick or something later on, didn't he? But yeah, yeah, dog shit playmaker. Get in the game. Approaching the business end now, Hoxie, you're number three. My number three is the Superman punch, but a very specific person's Superman punch, Ooh. which I'm sure you can probably gather, or people who are listening who can who can gather. Um, it's Orange Cassidy's Superman punch. Um, I can't explain to you. And I've had discussions about Orange Cassidy with lots and lots and lots of people over the years. Um, I can't explain to you how bad this guy is. Um, I don't get it. It's um, quote unquote cult of personality. Maybe um, I just, I just, do not get it. I do not get it. This scrawny, fucking skinny, wet wipe piece of shit who fucking couldn't fight his way out of a fucking wet paper bag. Probably still lives at his mum's house at fucking nearly 40 or whatever. Running around thinking he's double hard, like punching people. Like the Superman punch is a legit thing. We've seen mm-hmm. it in MMA. It's it's stopped fights in MMA. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's knocked people out. Roman Reigns does this in the WWE. He's like six foot fucking eight or whatever. He <laughs> with six five, six six, two forty, two fifty. Um, it looks sick, like it looks good. Um, he makes it mean something. And you get Orange Cassidy, who's half his size. He's probably five foot, five foot eight, five foot nine. No more than fucking twelve stone soaking wet. And uh, he's running around knocking people out, thinking he's double hard. It, it, it just—it's awful. It's dreadful. I, it, Orange Cassidy is one of my least favorite wrestlers in the world. Um, he's fucking Tony Khan's little play toy. He is yep. the top of the shelf play toy for Tony Khan. He's his little boy. But um, the Superman punch is just—you think about who he's beaten in AEW. Like he fucking—he beat Moxley with it. And I know. Once again, I don't like Moxley, but if you're you've got a Moxley and you've got a you've got an Orange Cassidy, um, I know who's probably going to be coming out of that ring first. You know what I mean, like in a shoot. So mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I just he's hit Jericho with it. He's, he's, he put Jericho in a vat of fucking mimosa, didn't he? Um, he's beat guys like um, Pac with it. Like, Pac's not the tallest of guys, but Pac is jacked to fuck, and he's from Newcastle, so he's instantly double hard. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, um, he's, he's everyone, everybody who's anybody, and it's just, yeah, I, I, I can't stand him. Cannot stand him. Like, yeah. Oh, is his character? He's absolutely amazing. His his gimmick. He hasn't got a gimmick, and he doesn't promo, and he does his like. How can that even be a thing? Like, he's perfect for the AEW crowd, isn't he? Like just lazy fucking knob. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like a, still living I've, at his I've mom's house. That, I've perfect. heard that argument before. Orange Cassidy doesn't have a gimmick. Are you having a fucking joke? It's yeah, like yeah. what are you yeah. talking about? His entire character is that gimmick. He's, is a gimmick, yeah. It's like it is a gimmick that, that yeah. just shows the, the sort of the, the audience that are watching. It's just, it's just horrendous, man. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like I, I don't like the Superman punch anyway. It's it's not one of my favorite moves. It's like like Roman Reigns again. It's believable, like you say. It's a bona fide move in like um, UFC, etc. But I don't know. It's like there there are there are better moves that have transitioned from UFC to. WWE, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think the Superman punch is there. I think when you think of like Hell's Gate, the Triangle Choke, you've got um, like the Camera Clutch, and you know th- things like that. Is th- yeah. that's believable because they will legitimately fuck you up with Superman yeah. punch if if the, you don't get the technique right, you don't get the timing right, and you don't have the right body shape for it. It looks fucking atrocious. You know, Roman Reigns will get away with it because he's got the whole he's a big fucker you know that's believable if he punches you with that sort of ferocity then there's a good chance he's going to get knocked out but an orange cassidy just makes no sense whatsoever it's like no. just fucking yeah i agree with you 100 percent. not on my list but yeah i'll definitely give you that just makes just oh every time he comes on the screen i'm i'm, I'm gutted that they've got jane as their entrance team because i fucking love that song i love that jefferson starship song i think it's fucking brilliant and now it's like it's turned me off a little bit because they use it as their entrance theme. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. Get in the sea. Vile. And Orange Cassidy. Yeah, go away. Great show. Bye. Absolutely great show. And Mr. Hawks, you're number two. My number two. Now, I was really torn between these. Um, and I, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. I thought, do you know what? For the, for the, uh, the size of the move, if you know what I mean, for the importance of the move, I had to go and, and put my number one as number one. So this just de facto dropped to number two. It is the great Carly's chop, yep. head chop thing. Um, oh, God. Like, I don't want to be really, really bad to the great Carly because he just, he did what he did, right? When you're that big and that size, if someone comes calling and offers you a load of money to do what you need to do, then you're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. He, he wasn't a, you know, I mean, he was in India, like he was a police officer, I think, wasn't he, in India when he mm-hmm. when he got the phone call or whatever. And it's like, if I can go to America and make a load of money, or be a police officer in India, I know what I'm going to do. Um, but fuck me, man, like. <laughs> Just like anyone who's who's ever seen a great Carly match or seen the great Carly or knows who the great Carly is will will realize why I'm just like just a bit like oh god poor fucker but 
that head chop, overhand head chop, it was just basically like a like a karate chop, wasn't it? Just to the yeah. top of the head, and it was just it's the only thing I mean, this guy could barely walk even back in like <laughs> two thousand and five or whatever. When did he debut? A quick look. Hold on. Uh, past or... Great Carly. One minute caller. Um the great Carly debuted for the WWE. So you wrestled in New Japan? I did not know this. I'm finding this out right now. He wrestled in WCW. He signed a contract and spent eight months in WCW. That's got to be at the... 2001. That would have been... He would have been training, wouldn't he? All Japan from 2000 to 2001, WCW, and then New Japan... And then went off and done, mate. He's in CMLL. What the hell? Sorry, sorry, guys. We've proper gone down a bit of a rabbit hole here. Uh, however, the great Carly's finish is, um, what was it called? Was it just like the chop? It was the chop, I think. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a chop. Um, he just, yeah, it's just dreadful, 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 dreadful finish. Just an overhand chop to the top of the head. Like I said, he could barely walk. Um, he was like, he, he was he was world champion at one point. He had the yep. big gold belt, didn't he? Like mm-hmm. he he had to, just the people who he had matches with and the people who had to put him over was just insane, and it was all to do with that that fucking head chop, basically. Um, I said he could barely he could barely walk, he could barely do anything. That's the only thing they could give him, and it was just. He's one of the worst wrestlers to ever have been like set foot into a WWE ring. He's up there with like the Warrior and fucking Giant Gonzalez and all that sort of stuff for me. He's just dreadful. Um, and his finish was uh, just hot, horrendous. When I started watching wrestling back in like 2007, 2008 or whatever, like he was he was running around doing it and it was just a bit... Yeah. So when I think of bad moves, I always think of the chop. He's, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer, though. <laughs> the COVID Hall of Fame. The COVID Hall of Fame, absolutely. Yeah. I think we take 2020 out. I think that's that needs to have its own separate conversation. <laughs> Just, um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe he was in New Japan. I can't believe that. It's crazy, right? He was, he was in Team 2000. Giant Silver. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, oh, crazy. Dear. However, great Carly, yeah, great what, Carly number two. Again, he, he was awful. What would you have made his finisher? I wouldn't have had him win. So <laughs> oh, yeah. just lose. I mean, he, uh, he, was, he was Vince McMahon's wet dream, though, right? Big fucking guy. That's that, that's what Vince was all about. I mean, he, he did use the iron claw for a little bit, right? It's like he used that, and that made sense for his character because his fucking his hands were like shovels, you know. So, you know, like the Von Eric- plunge as well. So it was yeah. Like the, a, the choke, choke, choke slam thing. Yeah. He never used to bump from. He used to throw them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a double. It was a double choke yeah. slam, right? It was like a, yeah. a bomb. But yeah, like the, the claw, like the, the Von Erich's claw type thing. That that made sense for his character, and it, it looked good. Like he, like the other guy could sell the shit out of it, whereas the chop just looked fucking horrendous. The chop was going to be on my list, but um, I, well, I, ironically, I chopped and changed my list. So there you Wee. go. Wee. Uh, yeah. Fair uh, is, yeah. I can't really add anything onto that, Hawks. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. If it was a list of 15, it would certainly be on my list. Yeah, there we go. There we go. 
Okay, my number two is, again, it's one that we have discussed already. It is The Cobra, Mr. Santino Marella. Um, as I said during your section, I'm, I'm not going to spend long on this at all. I love Santino as um, the, one of the comedic wrestlers. I think he he was brilliant for the time. You know, the Miracle of Milan was amazing, and then he came and became this fucking comedy character. But The Cobra makes no sense. It made sense, but he should never have won a match with it. It should never have been there. You know, it's like, it was it was carnage. Like you say, the call out of the Cobra, it got the pop. It was very similar to like Ric Flair trying to hit a, a move from the top rope. You know, it should never have happened. It did happen <laughs> once, but, you know, it was in that similar vein, it was one that the, the crowd would love to have seen, but he started beating people. I think he beat Sheamus with it and stuff. It's like, just, nah, man, it's just, it's just not cool. So, yeah, the Cobra for me was always going to be on the list. Um Probably should, it could have been, it was my number one for a long time until I remembered what my number one was. So uh, yeah, for my number two was Cobra. So I can't add much more to what we said earlier. Dog shit, mate. Absolute dog shit. Spike with more fingers. Exactly. Yeah, Samoan Spike with um, a sock on his hand. Um, okay, okay. We're going on now, everybody. We've got from ten to two. We now have a section that we have, it's the honourable mention. So something that probably should be on the list, could be on the list, but we couldn't find a way to fit it in. So it gives us a, a, an opportunity to have an extra in our list of top 10. So my honourable mention is, um, I can't think of a, a nice little segue into it. It's the coffin drop from Darby Allen. Really? Don't, don't like the move. Think it... It's just for me. It it doesn't look good. I, I fear for him every wow. single. I fear for him every single time he does it. I just it looks. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't get it. I think. I don't know. Yeah, just just not for me. It's um. It's it's like a swanton bomb. I just, I just don't get it. I just, I, I, I'm sure you're going to tell me why I'm wrong, but yeah, it's one of those ones I've just got this... It's dread. It's it's not the worst finisher, but I think it's a very overrated finisher. I just... I don't... He's he's putting a lot of... I think this is more because I like Darby Allen, right? I think he's putting a lot of faith into the rest of the AEW roster that I've got little faith in the AEW. potentially shouldn't be in the ring with him, that, in, in my opinion. And yeah... For me, the coffin drop just doesn't do it for me. doesn't wet my whistle at all. Um, yeah, that's why it's my honourable mention. It couldn't take out any of the other ones, but yeah, when it comes to finishers, I just don't like it. I don't know what to say. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I, I think it. I, I actually think it's perfect for him. Um, perfect for his frame. Perfect for his, his size and weight. Perfect for his like his his gimmick is that. I don't give a fuck. I'm already half dead. Like, you know I mean, a daredevil kind of situation. Like, it's care just throwing caution to the wind, and he he hasn't got size and frame to like use. Obviously, you can use momentum a certain size or whatever, but he hasn't got like the size and frame to be hitting like big moves on people, like big slams or whatever. So it's like the only thing that I've got going for me is my body. So he uses his whole body as a finish. Um, I, I that that's really really surprised me. Genuinely, that's really? really surprised me. Yeah, I I think it, as far as finishes go, that would kind of make sense for him. The coffin drop is perfect when you think about why and everything to do with it. 
and it looks so sick. It looks so cool. Um, it's just, it's, I, I don't yeah. think it does. That's the, I don't think it looks cool. The fact that he's constantly looking over his shoulder in order to hit it, it just... It's just... That, you need that, though. You need that. Mm. One of the worst things to do is go up on the top rope and expect whoever's there to be there. So the fact that he looks, he looks to make sure that the person's there, to me, makes it real. If he was to get pushed to the main event, right, and go for the AEW title. Let, let's say against Samoa Joe. If he lands on Samoa Joe, right, again, believability, like you say, he's not got the frame, he, he's not got the size. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference if he lands on Samoa Joe. He's fucking tiny. You know what I mean? It's, that's, it's, all it's, he's, that's all he's got. The thing is, like, for the, the, the match, it wouldn't be, that wouldn't, it would be the finish of a culmination of the whole of the match. It wouldn't yeah. be like a stunner where you can, or an RKO where it's like hit out of nowhere. And it, it would be, you know, that to that point, you would get to that point and that would be, oh my God, the nail in the coffin sort of thing. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, he, he, he would probably have to hit a couple or he would need to hit it in a certain way on, on a Samoa Joe. Like, he's done stuff before where he, he's hit it through stuff or from stuff See, or on stuff or whatever. And, and right I'll there, tell you what I'm going to do. Right there, though, right? What you've just said there, he would need to hit two or three. For me, that's not a finisher then. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? It's I a think, case of... I, think it's, I, I understand 20, what you're in saying. In 2024, I don't think a finish is a finish anyway. Well, well yeah, you're absolutely right. I, <laughs> yeah, I understand yeah, what you're yeah. saying from the whole psychology yeah. type side of it. I, yeah. I totally get it for his character. But for me, a finisher is when you hit it once, that should be at it's one, done. two, three. Right? It's done. And the fact that that justification there of, you know, you, you need to hit it two or three times in order to get over the line or you need to do it in a certain way, like, I don't know, through fucking 12 tables that are on fire or something... For me, that that's you know, it's just it's it might just be me, and I might be totally out of line, and you know, the our fucking dedicated listeners will tell me otherwise. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I just don't get it, and you know, and that that's the that's joy of wrestling, right? It's like sometimes we just don't get it. I can't believe this is on your list. Like, I just I'm absolutely fascinated um, as to why this is on there. Like, it's for him. For him, it's the perfect finish for him, for me. Um, I just think it makes all of the sense. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm speaking to you right now, and I've been watching a, co- a, a, a compilation of this. I'm going to send this to you on Discord so you can have a fucking look. I'm going I'm I'm to send it to you now on Discord. Where are you? It's like lots and lots and lots of them. When you when you see all these put together and you see some of the shit that he's doing now, they are insane. That they're insane. The different ways he's hitting them and the, the height he's getting on. He's like hitting people standing like outside of the ring. He's hitting people from like he's bounced on the ring and jumped up onto a fucking like a a, a girder on the ceiling and then dropped on people. Like it's fucking sick. It's so cool. So um, I'm, I'm watching this just I, now, and yeah. yeah, it does look cool. But he hasn't delivered that in AEW. I didn't, I didn't know Darby Allen before he started AEW, right? I, I'll, I'll hold my hands up there. So I knew him from Evolve, right? Okay, from Evolve. The the feud he had with um, with Thingy Page. Fuck's sake, the other, the fifth page. What's his fucking name? Um, yeah, they done like the body bag spots and all that sort of stuff. They done all that in Evolve before. Um, but yeah, like. 
Mate, I just think I think in, in terms of what he does, I think it's like the perfect thing. It's, it's okay. So well, cool. I'll I'll change my answer then. The coffin drop in AEW. I don't think okay. he, there you go. Right. <laughs> so I'm looking at this Darby Allen's coffin drop collection, and yeah, it looks sick as fuck there. But if we're going very specific, then it's Darby Allen the and a- AEW. The AEW version of of Darby Allen. That more exciting. Which I for still you? think he's hit some fucking cool ones. But there we go. We agree. Agree to disagree. I hate that so, term, but there we, we, we had we had the discussion. I, I've I've considered my answer. I still think it's <laughs> a, not a great finish, but you know, looking he's at some of these, he's, cool. he's in a fucking trash can and he's doing it in the trash can. We've seen that in AW. We've seen ones that he's hit on tables and stuff and chairs and that. That's because it's garbage. Wee. Wee. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my um, honorable mention is the coffin drop from Darby Allen, and I, I do like Darby Allen. I just want to preface that. Just want to say. Darby yeah. Allen is really, really good. Just, I just don't like his finish. But that's by the uh, way. Cool. Your honourable mention, Mr. Hawks. My honourable mention is the cross-faced chicken wing. <sighs> Fucking, yeah. I, I hate Bob Backlund so much. <laughs> um, uh, I just, and, and I just hate that move. I just, I just think I know people will say, "Well, it's legit if it's put on and stuff." It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as submission moves go. You ain't exactly tied up with like a pretzel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just it just looks doggo. It looks yeah. dog shit. There's the match with him and Brett with the the towel throwing thing that they did, and Brett yep. was in it for about three weeks, and it's just like ah, oh, like it's just shit. Uh, and Bob Backlund, I hated him. I hated him so much. It was just it was he was just weird such a weird character or a weird person mm. just very very odd i used to just make people I used to make people recite all the presidents before we'd give them a fucking autograph and stuff like that's like that's nonce behavior in my book <laughs> um cut that out <laughs> timestamp timestamp allegedly uh, allegedly yeah um but I'm yeah not just, that's fucking funny <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the, the crossface chicken wing, it was just just a doggo move. Shit, hated it, hated it. Um, mainly for mainly for that bit in the nineties when he sort of won the belt with it and stuff. It was just oh, just shit. Yuck, yuck, yucky, yucky, yucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, honourable mention, crossface chicken wing. I, I can't really add much to it. I didn't no. like him. I didn't like the move. Yeah, really. I, I, I wasn't simple. a fan. I wasn't a fan of Bob the Backland. Um, he was not very good. Not very good at all. Okie dokie, listeners. We have got almost to the end of the list. What we'll do now is we'll do a quick run through of our 10 to 2, including, well, 10 to honourable mention, really. Um, do you want to go first, Hoxie? Uh, you go first, mate. Okay, me go, go first. first. So, my number 10 was WMD, The Big Show Knockout Punch. Number 9 was Starship Pain from John Morrison. Number 8 was The Atomic Leg Drop from The Immortal Hulk Hogan. Number 7 was The Scissor Kick from Booker T. Number 6 was The Simone Spike from Umaga. Number Number five was The People's Elbow from The Great One. Number four was The Warrior Splash from The Ultimate Warrior. Number three was The Playmaker from MVP. Number two was The Cobra from Santino Marella. And my honourable mention is The Coffin Drop from AEW, Darby Allen. (laughs) My number ten is The Camel Clutch. Uh, Number nine, The Cobra. Number eight, The Bonsai Drop. Number seven, the Playmaker. Number six, the Warrior Splash. Number five, the BTE Trigger. Number four, Hogan's Leg Drop. 
Number three, the Orange Cassidy Superman punch. Number two, Great Carly's head chop. And my honourable mention was the cross-faced chicken wing. Blech. Blech. Okay, we're down to the final one, Hoxie. You're number one of the worst finisher in wrestling. My number one, we've already spoke about it, um, it's the people's elbow. Um, they he, fa- he basically found this by accident. So they were doing like some house show loops and, and part of, they always used to have some fun. I think it was like a really shit house somewhere. And uh, he went out and done it, just taking the piss, and the crowd went mad for it. So we done it the next night, and the crowd went even madder for it. And he done it again. They went crazy, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm just going to do this." And he done it as a joke, and he got over. Um, but it was shit. It was just really, and it was his finish for a while, wasn't yeah, it? Like his yep. actual finish. Um, that, like you say, he stood there, spent twenty seconds peeling his elbow pad off running and jumping over them twice, standing there doing his little gimmick and then dropping an elbow on someone. It, 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 just move, get up, move out the way. Like, it was it was shit. There's only one he ever hit, and I think it was, it might have been the British Bulldog he hit it on. Do you know when he, when he had his dress shoes on? And he yep. slid? Yeah. Love it's the one. only one I've seen of that elbow drop on a foot. That was cool as fuck, but it was just—it wasn't one that he was hitting in a match. It was like a running or whatever, wasn't it, or a promo? He was the—he was the special referee, was he not? Uh, he was in a black shirt. I don't know if he was a ref. I'm not sure. He was in dress shoes, mate. So I don't think he'd be refing in dress shoes, right? That's the rock. Oh, wait, mate. Very he does good. The fuck point. he wants. Very well made. Exactly. Yeah, you can do what the fuck he wants. But yeah, I'm like, it was just awful, and he became—he <laughs> became one of the biggest. One of the biggest names in wrestling then and now. Like he's just fucking bought into the TKO group. He's gonna wrestle at WrestleMania 40 for fuck's sake. And that was his finish for like two years or whatever. Come on. Come on. Oh, just I I watch it now and it, and it's good fun when he does it as like a yeah, like a for a, for a nostalgia pop now. But when you watch some of the matches back in the day and there were serious matches and he was winning those serious matches with that, it's just shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. People's elbow. It's like when we were talking, when we mentioned about this, I was like, that's number one. Without really thinking about it, it's a little bit like last week with the stunner. Yeah. Like being number one, it was like the first thing, like, oh, yeah, well, surely that's it. And yet, for all the reasons above, like for him to make all of that money and be that much of a star with that shit of a finish for so long. I mean, just, fair just, play to him. Just <laughs> shows you how good he was, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But just as a finishing wrestling maneuver goes it is the perfect wwe it's the perfect wwf finish because it's sizzle um but yeah for him to have it for so long and do that much with it just oh my god yeah crap (laughs) crap 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 overrated massively stupid and shit people's elbow number one your number one, the people's elbow from the great one already on my list earlier on. Um, my number one was, and you said it there. This is that was a that was a finish from, like that was WWE. I would say for the time, this finish is also WWE. It, the fact it's it was all about the pop. That's all it was about. It was not about the the the. The finish itself, it was all about the pop, and it was the worm by Scotty Too Hotty. No, no, fucking, no, fucking 
just oh. fucking no, man. Just absolutely not. This man, in terms of pop, fantastic. You know, he, he won the tag team titles twice with this move. He won the light heavyweight championship with this move. And like I say, it was all about the pop. You talk about all about the sizzle and no steak. This is the epitome of all sizzle and no steak. Essentially, he does the worm. <laughs> and then he essentially cobras him with one hand onto the throat while the guy's lying prone. Now, what you've got to ask yourself is why the fuck is the guy not up after one of the weakest bulldogs as well, can I just say? It's like, in terms of the bulldogs you get him into position, it's fucking atrocious. One-handed bulldog. One-handed yeah. bulldog. And yeah, it's just fucking terrible, man. Just not good. Looks cool as shit, right? He, he Again, when I was watching it, I, when I was watching Monday Night Raw, I did the W-O-R-M and proceeded to do what can only be described as the slug, but <laughs> everybody tried it, right? But in terms of finishing manoeuvres where you want them to count one, two, three, that is not it. It's not the one, right? It's, it's just for me. It's one of the most overrated finishers, regardless how cool it was. Just one of the most overrated finishers in WWF history for me. I actually, I feel sick. Fuck off. There is no way. I feel sick. Sick to the pit of my stomach. This is, thank you for listening, guys. This is the last ever. (laughs) (laughs) I, mate, I can't, I can't believe that. Like, I can, right. Okay. All joking aside. Like, I'm not, not necessarily joking, but all messing around aside. I can kind of see what you're saying with with it. I can kind of get it, right? I kind of get it. But it was fucking huge. It was so much fun, and it was so over, and it was so good. Um. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. But oh. but you have to put the people's elbow as your number one. Yeah, I know. It's exactly the, more I'm the thinking same about it. The, yeah. You know. I, the warrior splash. As well, you know, he did his fucking like pump, don't gotta pump it up, you know, that fucking thing. Then he did the run the ropes and jumped on him. Same sort of gimmick, you know, the Cobra, same sort of gimmick. If you think about it, it's all very similar. It's all about the sizzle in terms of the, the preamble before the actual move. And the move itself is either fingers to the throat, a finger to the throat, a fucking. What was the other one we used? Um, Warrior splash, a splash, fucking an elbow drop. It's all the same bullshit, just yeah, slightly just different with stuff. Yeah, just with stuff. That's crazy. Oh, I don't want to put the worm on there. I don't want to put the worm on there. I loved it. It's so good, so much fun. But I can kind of see what you're saying. But like you say, it's like it's the it's about the pop, right? Because you popped with people's elbow. I popped with people's elbow. You know, it's I popped with the worm, but. I think, tell you what, Hoxie, we'll put this out to the world. Listeners of Mark Out of 10, there will be a poll on Spotify, not only with who has the best list, but we'll do a second poll. And it'll simply be, is the worm overrated? Is it the worst finisher? Yes or no? If you answer that, then we'll discuss it. 
Let the people decide. Well, let the, well, the thing is, we're not a democracy. We're a fucking... <laughs> well, that's so, it. We're not a democracy. I don't, I don't give a fuck. It's on my list. It's number one. It's shit. Right? No, so no, that, that's, that's the point. crazy. No, so, yeah. I, okay, yeah. Let the people decide. We get some conversation flowing. I can't believe the worms on it. I did. I was thinking, like, we, we talked about, obviously, a few that were on sort of both our lists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you were, like, coming to your number one, I was thinking, what the fuck is it going to be? I can't believe it. Now, I, oh, I did well. mention before, you know, with my number seven, sad. the scissor kick, the one <laughs> the one that I'm surprised wasn't on yours was the torture rack from Lex Luger. I I wouldn't. I, I, do you know what, mate? Now you've said it, probably, yeah. He, I, that was my number seven. That was Swithering with the scissor kick. That was what was going to like knock off scissor it's, kick. It's that much of a nothing to me. Yeah, that it's like it didn't even register for me. It's just, it just yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, Let's be honest. We yeah. could have a. We probably could if we, we had another <laughs> week or so. Yeah. We could come up with another oh, list. Yeah. Yeah. You've you can't go over the worm, can you? I can't. No, I'm. I'm just like. <laughs> it's like. It's made me sad because I love it so much, mate. Like he, he, he was, he was touring over here recently. Yeah, like the back end of last year, and it was still. I saw a clip on it of like the SWA show he was on, and it was still as over now as it was, it was then. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've rendered the housewife's favourite heel speechless. So <laughs> I just, I, it's just, it's made me sad, mate. It's made me sad. Like, fucking hell, mate. There's like, yeah, there's a few things thinking about it now. Who was the guy? I can't remember the guy's name at all. It was in the WWF, and he was a magician. And his finish was pulling the pants out of somebody's uh, gear. Tell you what, we'll leave that. See if people in the comments, if you've got this far, fair play. Um, See if you can help me out on who that is. I can't remember the guy's name, but his finish was pulling pulling the... uh, Putting the underwear out of someone's out of their gear. He was like a magician gimmick. He used to have like white face paint on and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let me know. I need, to, I need to have a look. Uh, I will try. We'll find out for next week. Uh, but we'll yes, find out, ladies and gentlemen. We are done for the evening. That is our top ten of wrestling finishers that we deemed shit. <laughs> that, that's the only way to describe it. Um, if you like them, if you disagree, if you agree, let us know what your lists are. Same old thing. WrestleMark10 at gmail.com at Mark underscore out of 10 on Twitter. You can comment on our YouTube channel. But more importantly, make sure you give the podcast five stars. Make sure you share it to a friend. It makes all the massive difference to us yeah. as we try and grow this. Huge difference. Huge difference. Like, um, share, comment, algorithm, all that, all the all the buzzwords, all the good stuff. That's what we need. That's all that need. jazz. And speaking of jazz, next week's episode. Oh, you're such a fucking pro, aren't you? Aren't you? <laughs> I genuinely on, mean that. So next week's episode is we are going to talk about the top 10 entrance music in wrestling. That's going to be an absolute banger of our episode, by the way. It's going so, to be so Are good. we allowed to play snippets? I don't know if we're allowed to do it. Can we do it? Are we going to do it just for shits and gigs? Even if it's like five seconds of it? I don't um, know. Can we do that or not? Do I know something? We'll find to... out. Do I know something? We'll find out. I'm fucking recording it. I'll be editing it. You do what the we'll fuck do it. Want. I couldn't get the videos because it was different people's content, so I couldn't put the videos on the YouTube yes. channel. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, 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 I'll get the music in there. Fuck, it. even if it's like a couple of seconds clip here and there, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I think this is going to be a really difficult one, though, because there are so many great, great yeah. um, entrance music. I, like, I've got a playlist in my car that's got so many fucking wrestling theme tunes on it. It's insane. <laughs> it's going to be tough, but it's going to be so much fun. I am very, 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 very much looking forward to this. Really, really looking forward to it. it. I'm a music good. guy anyway, and yeah, you I'm are, looking yeah. forward to this one. This will be fun. This will be fun, guys, for next week, definitely. I think definitely. it's safe to say that out of the 11, because it's 11 options that we have in our list, I reckon there will probably be one or two that are going to be the same. I think it's going to be very, very different. Okie doke. Interesting. Just just a guess. I, There's I, I only one way to find out. Absolutely. Join Tune in, in next, next week, week. <laughs> for Market at 10. Thank you to everybody that's listened, and I'll catch you in the next one. Over to you, Hoxie. Yeah, cheers, guys. It's been fun. Uh, have a good one. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.